Welcome back, friends, to another episode of the Zephcast, the show where we get to know your favorite content creators, streamers, and podcasters alike. I am your host, Zephyrs XP, and with me today, we got my awesome friend, Pajama Princess Daisy, in the house. How are you doing today, Daisy? I am doing fantastic. How are you, Zeph? I am doing super, super good today. Um, really, really excited to have a conversation with you, kind of talk a little bit about your streaming journey. Um, everything i'm doing really really good how about you anything how's your day been i'm exhausted we got back from nashville uh yesterday afternoon we took a little trip for the weekend to see sleepy bear's cousin graduate from vanderbilt Ooh. and um it was a great trip i haven't day drank in a long time and that's a lot of what nashville is <laughs> but feel, um it was fun i feel like every time i drink like it always kind of want brings me down a little bit like it's more of like a nighttime thing so like drinking at like 12 or 1 or 2 yeah i don't know about that i think we started at 11 on friday <laughs> oh 11 mimosas yeah. mimosas no just uh, beer oh i couldn't beer do and beer. live music what more could i want in life i mean two of the best things in the world i, I feel right. like for my palate taste there's something where like in the morning time i always am craving coffee and then something switches around like 3 4 p.m and it's like okay uh, a good beer sounds pretty delicious what you drinking there, Zeph? Oh, oh, this is um. Actually, you didn't tell me I was supposed to BYOB. You totally could go get one if you want. You totally can. No, I gotta work at like five in the morning, so oh. I'm not gonna do that. But gotcha, I appreciate gotcha. it. It's um. I think this one's like a blood orange IPA in the typical Starbucks cup, of course. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's. We have a lot of like delicious IPAs and stuff, and like breweries around us. So we're super spoiled here in Portland. Uh, yes, you are. I'd love a good home brew or a, a brewery, a craft brew. Do you have a particular favorite kind of beer, like IPAs or lagers or anything? So I'm a big Hefeweizen person, so I like the good wheat, RNG beers. Yeah. But um, my guilty pleasure is actually a double IPA from a Baltimore brewery called Loose Cannon. Um, heavy season brewery. I think I've like seen it before, but I don't know if I've ever had it before. Guessing pretty good. <laughs> It's one of those beers that, like, when Sleepy sees me drink it or order it, he's like, haha, it's a loose cannon night, isn't it? I was oh. like, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. One of those kind of nights? <laughs> like, one or two of those, and I'm feeling fantastic. Ooh, beer's so good. Beer's so delicious. I'm. A, are you Love a wine it. drinker at all? A little bit. I did, like, the wine advent calendar around Christmas time this past year, and it kind of broadened my wine horizons a little bit. Mm -hmm. But... I'll take a good beer any day over wine. There's this thing we got at Costco um, the last like two years where I think it comes out right around Thanksgiving, like November-ish time, but it's a different German beer every day, like leading up to Christmas. You're, sp you're supposed yeah. to have one, but nope, we never have just one. But oh man, a, a beer advent calendar is fantastic. Oh, it's so I love good. That. It's so good, and they're like they're not like smaller size ones. They're like actually like big size ones. So we <sighs> kind of go a little overboard. They're they're super delicious. Um, I'm jealous. So a <laughs> I need this. Totally different kind of like. Usually we start with like an icebreaker question, kind of right off the bat to kind of just like a fun little random question. Um, so you ready for it? Always. Probably right. not. I'm panicking now. No, no, no. This one's this one's a good one. So I have this thing where like it randomly generates like auto generates icebreaker questions. So I think this one's a fun one. So pajama princess Daisy, a time machine pops up in front of you to whisk you away to the beginning of any decade of your choice. 
Which do you choose and why? Oh, gosh. Well, definitely not the 2020s, because last year was kind of awful for a yeah. lot of people. So we'll nix that one. <laughs> um, I would really like to see the 50s. I've always really liked like the culture of the 50s and like, you know, the poodle skirts, the music. So I feel like the 50s would be kind of rad, actually. The 50s would be super rad. The music of the 50s is oh, yeah. so good. Like classic rock and roll. I love 50s roll. music. And swing. And like, I've just always really liked, you know, the outfits, the culture, and just, well, some of the culture, you know, there's, there's a lot of bad things in the 50s too, right. but the fun things, definitely. It's almost like um, like Back to the Future, right? Yes! That may have started my love of the 50s, to be honest. Oh, when he picks up the guitar and starts playing like Chuck Berry, like Johnny B. Good, I'm like, oh my god, yes! <gasps> so good. It's so, so good. good. Best do, scene. Do you like um, the first Back to the Future more than the second one by any chance? I've actually always liked the second one better because whenever there's a time traveling movie i always just get a real good kick out of like oh no we can't see each other and like we're like there's three of us in one place or there's two of us in one place i always get a kick out of that so i actually like the second one a lot better i feel like they do a really good job in those of like like if you go forward in time there would be you in the future but there's also like you from the present going in the future so like how would that relate and it's it's like a mind-bending kind of questions for sure it is and i just love that you know like michael j fox had to play himself in so many different ways but it's still like the same him just in different time periods and i thought that was really cool so much talent to be able to do that to just like have like like kind of like um a totally different movie but like austin powers where mike myers oh plays my like so many different characters like how do they do that that stuff like that blows my mind we legit just watched that on TV like a couple days ago. Oh, and I was which like, one? It's, uh, it's the second one with Fat Bastard. Yes! yes! And like the whole time, I'm just like, how does he do all these parts? It's so impressive. It is super impressive. Like huge, huge shout out to Mike Myers for the talent. <laughs> Cheers to you, Mike Myers. This isn't my water, but it's mine now. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Hey, if it's in the house, it's yours, right? Uh, yes, that is what married life is like. <laughs> so true 100 percent true um wifey knows wifey does know for sure so kind of weaving through um who so one question i always love to ask everybody just kind of hear a little bit about their story is who is pajama princess daisy the streamer and who is the person behind the streamer basically the same person although if you ask my mom because i recently like around christmas time after four years told my mom that I've been streaming this whole time <laughs> and one she was a little bit ticked off at me that I didn't tell her sooner because she loves listening to me play music nice. but then you know she started watching and she just thought it was like the coolest thing in the world that I've been doing this and that I've made friends and that I get to play music she doesn't care about video games also she doesn't like me cursing so I tell her not to watch the video <laughs> games <laughs> but she keeps telling me that I'm a completely different person when I'm streaming than when I'm like just around her in the house. She's like, Daisy, you're so much happier and giddier. And I swear your voice goes up two octaves when you talk on stream. And I'm like, I don't, I'm really the same person. I swear. <laughs> so 
I like to think I'm the same person. Like the daisy you get on stream is the daisy you get off stream. I might be a little bit less bubbly off stream because you can't pull this persona off all the time. Right, it's impossible. Right. But I mean, essentially, I, I like to think I'm the same person, both on camera, off camera. Even at work, my coworkers get annoyed with me because I talk in really high-pitched voices and just am like, every time I greet someone at work, it's good morning, everyone. And they're just like, Daisy, Daisy, please just stop. <laughs> I haven't had my coffee yet and it's Monday. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I said that this morning and they're just like, how do you have so much energy? It's like eight in the morning. I'm like, coffee. <laughs> coffee for the win, yes, yes. <laughs> Oh, that's so true. I wonder how many people are similar in that regard. Like their personas, like almost when they're on stream, when they are streaming, it's almost like they're the same person, but just elevated, you know, a little bit happier. I, I would say like, I always try to keep a more positive attitude for sure. Um, on stream because, you know, no one wants to watch someone, you know, get down on themselves and like, you know, be a, a, a grumpy Gus or something like that. But um, there have been a couple times, I'll be honest, where, you know, I'll be streaming, I'll be like, bye, pajama pals, turn off stream. Oh, thank God, it's done. Like, <laughs> going to bed. <laughs> well, I'm sure everybody does, like, because streaming, like, even though you're just mostly sitting down, like, it's not, most of the time isn't that super physically active, it's, like, mentally exhausting, right? It is. Although we say it's not usually physically active. I did oh. just finish a workout with Sleepy. So. Right, right. <laughs> Everything hurts and I'm dying right now. <laughs> Your workout streams are super, super cool, honestly. Whose idea was it to start doing that? All Sleepy. That is his baby. 100% <laughs> Sleepy's baby. I think I've only done one or two workout streams on my channel and no, that, that's Sleepy's thing. I just show up and do things. Yeah. Do you, does Sleepy kind of have that same bubblier persona on stream? No. <laughs> no, you've seen Sleepy. I have, I have. We like to joke that he's the anti-Daisy where like, you know, I'm bubbly, positive vibes only. And he's just like, I'll, I'll refrain from using a bunch of curse words, <laughs> but he, he, he's the anti-Daisy, we like to say. We love Sleepy like, Bear to pieces though. Sleepy keeps it real. He's honest, he's blunt, and he will put up with no BS. Honestly, I feel like the older I get in life, I feel like those kind of friends though are so far and few like having somebody to just kind of call you out or, or just be super bluntly honest and not sugarcoat stuff like of course there's a wrong way to go about it but when you have somebody oh, yeah. really close to you that you really trust like a friend a relationship anything like that it's it's incredibly important to have somebody like that so absolutely i like to be that friend and not sugarcoat things <laughs> that's good that's good usually i mean sometimes a little bit of sugar never hurt anybody but yeah when it's like when you're asking for real critical feedback and they're like oh it was it was good i mean it was okay it's like no just tell me what what oh yeah no no i i hate when people are just like everything was perfect i was like no no it wasn't don't don't give me that perfect does not <laughs> tell, exist. tell me the little things that were wrong so i can fix it like if it was perfect i would be famous for whatever i just did it's not you you about to be like twitch music famous i swear your music streams are hands down like some of my favorite streams on twitch um i, I feel like i feel like i don't know if i i'm in the minority on this but i really like streams that are maybe not just video games but have like art music or workouts or like just chatting or like irl streams so like anytime i see my friends who 
you know, play video games. And then they're also doing like a music stream or an art stream. Mm -hmm. I'm like always so into it. I love your music streams, honestly. Oh, thank you. That is very sweet. I love when you do music streams too. We need to do really? that collab still. Yes, yes, yes. Um, who's, was it, I'm guessing your idea to kind of start the music stream? Was that like the, when you thought of Twitch and kind of started getting going on Twitch was in the back of your head where you're like, I could use this for like doing music performances actually no no um when i started streaming in 2017 i actually did it because i was actually um getting out of a bad relationship and getting divorced and um yeah fun fact <laughs> and uh he was very anti-video games for girls like he thought that girls needed to be in the kitchen he was like very old-fashioned and sexist and misogynistic that girls don't play video games guys play video games so you know when we we're going through all this um sleepy bear and i were actually really good friends at the time and like i think the summer before he let me stream with the bears and i thought it was a lot of fun i was like this is really cool i'm enjoying this and we were doing voiceovers for Final Fantasy VI, I believe. Oh. And um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And I enjoyed it. So, you know, when my ex moved out and divorce was going through, I decided I'm going to try doing this streaming thing myself and see how I do with it. And I didn't tell Sleepy about it at first. <laughs> I wanted to see how I did on my own before telling him. And um, Was he kind of like that spark of influence, though? Oh yeah, he was 1 million percent my inspiration for it. Like, even though we were just friends at that point, like, I just, I, I idolized him a little bit and thought, I could do this, <laughs> this would be fun. And, um, yeah, so I started it because I wanted to make friends and kind of give like a proverbial middle finger to my ex being like, hey, look, I'm a girl and I'm playing video games and people are watching me do it. Hell yeah. So, um, so I did the video games for a while and... I'm thinking it might have been because Twitch music wasn't a thing yet. It was still Twitch creative and anything that you use your right side of the brain for essentially was in that Twitch creative mm -hmm. uh, uh, category. And I don't remember when my first one was. I'm thinking it was like a couple months after, like maybe four or five months into my streaming that I was like, you know what? I can do music on here. Let's try it. And I did. And it went really well. And then I kind of just did it very few and far between because I had such a, a video game group of people watching. So um, I would say last year is when I first started doing it like. Um, oh, so what I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah, like all the time and on a schedule per se. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed a lot of the people who are there kind of for the video game side of the streams also show up for the music streams? Nowadays, yes. I feel like the people who watch um, will watch for both, it seems like, which is really nice. Because um, I feel like back then, a lot of my video game followers didn't, which is why I kind of stuck to video games, because my music streams were always, like, not very many viewers. And um, I kind of stopped doing the music streams for a while because I was intimidated, because a lot more music streamers started coming on Twitch and they were so good and I felt intimidated. I was like, I'm not as good as them. I can't do this anymore. So I took a step back. Did you get kind of like, was there a particular, particular Twitch musician that kind of like reignited like inspiration in you? One of, one of my favorite, I think we've talked about her before, but one of my favorite like musicians on Twitch is uh, Lara668. 
three. Oh my I god, think. she's so good. She like anytime I think about doing a, any kind of piano stream or like anything I'd want to do on the piano, I immediately watch her videos and I'm like, okay, time to study and take notes. Um, yeah, she is amazing. She is so good. Unfortunately, I don't get to watch her live often. She's Australia. She is. So yeah. Yeah, her stream times are unfortunately few and far between. Every now and then I'll catch one. Um, but uh, one streamer that, actually two, that I started watching last year, like during COVID a lot, along with you, obviously. Um, one's a pianist named Lady Desiree. She's fantastic. She plays all this nerdy culture music on piano. And she's classically trained and she's amazing. Um, so that kind of reignited my love of piano. And then um, another Twitch musician is nerdy singer Kate. Heard of her. She's awesome. She like is. she's so much fun. She's in the UK. And again, everything she does has to be in like a TV or movie or video game. That's all of her songs. So that one kind of inspired me as well. You know what's so interesting is, is I feel like a lot of musicians, like piano musicians especially, like some of them kind of like play the chords and the melodies on their on their fingers and like sing the melodies and stuff i've never been much of a singer so i'll always like kind of play the the chords on left hand and kind of do melody stuff on the right hand or, or sometimes vice versa but um i feel like it's 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 pretty it's really impressive to be able to do piano and sing and stay on tempo and like keep in pitch and everything. So like huge props to you to be able to do that. That's an insanely, oh, thank you. That's, that's an awesome talent, honestly. Um, what other like instruments do you play out of curiosity? So piano, guitar, um, violin, harmonica, ukulele, um, kazoo if we count kazoo now oh yeah because <laughs> i got a kazoo recently and i'm working on learning the ocarina oh nice and i think that's it I, th I think that was all of them did you get inspired by zelda for ocarina maybe no because i hate that game so much <laughs> oh right right you yes i literally just responded to your tweet like I, a couple hours ago literally just gonna say that you twice right you tried it twice it's the only game i've ever rage quit twice <laughs> you heard it here everybody pajama princess daisy not an ocarina of time fan i'm gonna give it one more shot if they remaster it for the switch and that's it oh they need to because like, i think the controls will help me on the switch is it the control specifically that we're just kind of driving you crazy yeah because i was playing it on the wii virtual console oh no which is 10 times worse that is the first time i played it as well and same exact thing i think we were in i was in like the deku tree right at the very beginning and i turned to my wife and she loves ocarina ocarina is like her favorite game of all time and i'm like this is so terrible to play i hate using the controls for this and then when i got it for the 3ds it was it, it played so much better so i yeah i have it for the 3ds i just can't force myself to play it on it because i wanted to stream it everyone wanted to see me finish it do you like so do you like playing games on like a bigger screen versus like handheld because there's like there's there's a handheld video game audience out there but i've just never been able to get into handhelds like really get into them so i like had a game boy and stuff growing up which i loved i mean i played the heck out of my game boy color nice pokemon yellow red and blue all the way Ooh, all three but, of them um, 
Oh, all three of them. Because for some reason, I didn't realize that two of them were basically the same game. <laughs> so I played all three of them. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, and then, like, now, I would say my Switch is probably my favorite console. Like I said, we went away over the weekend, and I took my Switch with me and played Hollow Knight for probably a good 10 hours of the trip. <laughs> Ooh, another, and like, amazing game. And still made zero progress on what I was trying to do. It's so hard. It's like so, it's one of those games that's like so beautiful and you're like, I'm, you're so into it right out the gate. It's so artistic. And then you keep dying and die more and die more. And you're like, oh, man, this is the game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was stuck for an entire plane ride on one boss and it wasn't even the actual boss. It was the bosses leading up to the boss. Oh, no. I was like, Huh, I just need to take a break from this. <laughs> Are you excited? for? Because there's going to be a Hollow Knight 2, right? Hollow Knight Silk Song. Yeah. Are you excited for that? It looks, I am excited for it. If I can ever beat the first one. Right, right. I won't allow myself to try the second until I beat the first. Do you, when you like are streaming games, do you usually try to beat the whole game before moving on to another one? Or do you kind of do like a little, you know, kind of like a Hollow Knight one day and then Crash Bandicoot another day and then Spyro another day? So I've gone through a bunch of iterations of my schedule, like in the past year. So like I was doing one game, finishing it, moving on. But then when I started doing music along with video games, you know, I started doing music on Tuesday nights and then I would do like say Hollow Knight on Wednesday nights and then we'll say Kingdom Hearts on Thursday nights. That's mm -hmm. not my stream schedule at all. But um, people started telling me that I just was never finishing a game and I, I didn't. I don't think I finished anything at that point. And that they'd rather just see me finish a game and move on to the next thing. Versus, you know, if they were watching me specifically for Hollow Knight, which I think you realized when you were playing it, that Hollow Knight has a niche audience. And like there are people who will watch streamers only play that game and never come watch their stream again. Like you've probably realized that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like, like niches, right? Yeah, so I felt like with Hollow Knight, like, say, every Wednesday night, I'd have a group of people come watch that, but then they wouldn't watch me any other time. So I was like, I'm just going to play a game, finish it, move to something else, because yeah. I'm never going to finish anything doing it one day a week. There's like this weird kind of meta within Twitch, it seems like, where there's like these pockets of communities, and sometimes... You know, like I've, I've been playing a lot of the Souls games right now, like Dark Souls I and Bloodborne and stuff. Um, and I kind don't of, understand them, but I've been enjoying watching you die a lot. Die a lot, a lot. They're honestly a ton of fun. Once you, once like the light bulb goes off and you kind of get the mechanics under your belt and you're like, oh, okay, I kind of see where I'm going. Then they're a ton of fun. But yeah, like... Know, it was super satisfying to watch you beat that really big fat gold guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know what his name was, but... Ornstein and Smau. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes, that was probably that was honestly probably the most difficult boss battle I've ever fought in a video game. That was like rip my hair out, frustrating, <laughs> but in a great way because like after I beat them, I'm like I want to fight them again. Can I like rewind this whole thing and try and play again? It was pretty cool because I watch you at work, obviously, and I was like so into watching you like play that that like when you did, I was like yes, and then my coworkers <laughs> like Daisy, you okay? I was like. Good. <laughs> Good. Do, you, do your co coworkers know that you're like watching Twitch and stuff while working? 
No. No. I, I, some of the like they, they know sometimes. Like I'll say I'm watching like a music streamer because like I'm like I need to listen to music. Yeah. But like I, I don't tell them that I'm like actively sitting there chatting and stuff. I love talking to people about like Twitch and stuff like that while they're working because some people it almost is like their bosses or their job doesn't really mind as much you know if they have something over on this other computer like youtube or podcast or music or or twitch stream and other people just definitely kind of hush hush under the in the background yeah like they don't mind but like if we have meetings and stuff they you know prefer i right. pay attention to the meeting right right most of the time the meeting i'm running <laughs> right right especially if you're running it a thousand percent um so here's a couple, here's definitely one I have to ask because I know everybody's going to want to know what originally inspired you to want to stream in pajamas and what is your favorite <laughs> pajama outfit, Daisy? Oh, those are great questions. So, um, so when I was deciding I was going to stream, you know, I, I did a lot of research on like, you know, what other like female specific streamers were doing to like you know get viewers and stuff and obviously i did not want to go the route of you sitting in a hot tub per se it's a real um, thing now <laughs> it's a thing now and it cracks me up so um so obviously my name's daisy princess daisy was always my favorite mario character for obvious reasons and um princess daisy was very much taken already so I was like, all right, what's, what's a cool gimmick I could do? And then my coworker actually came up with it. He's the one who kind of got me set up to stream and like gave me a capture card to use, showed me how to set everything up. And he's just like, you know, I had a friend one time who I really wanted her to stream in her pajamas. Like I thought that'd be really cool. And then we were sitting at work and I was like, pajama princess Daisy. Oh my God, it works. And it just came to us like that. And thus pajama princess was born nice i'm sure it's cozy right it's super cozy and i tell everyone like on days i stream at night i literally am gonna just go crawl in bed in whatever i'm wearing it's perfect nice because nice. i have fallen asleep in onesies many a time you know i don't know don't judge me but i don't know if i've ever owned a onesie before i don't judge you for that <laughs> at all i don't if I Not was so to get a one, maybe like though, when you were a little kid. I don't even think like then. Did, no, your parents didn't give you like the footy pajamas. I don't think so. No, I, I feel like every like three-year-old had footy pajamas. I, you know, maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna be talking to my mom soon here in a few days, so I'll, I will be sure to ask her because I, there's got, there's gotta research. be some right right. I need to do some right. research on this. Um, I mean, even like when you were an infant, I'm sure she put you in onesies. Oh, a little. You might little, not remember it, but it little counts. Little in a little onesie. Speaking of onesies, do you have a particular favorite one? Is it the unicorn one we're, we're seeing right it's now? It's actually. Not, I, this is probably a close second. I love my unicorn onesie, but my profile picture in the fox onesie is actually my favorite because it's like the OG that I started with. Nice, nice. How many so. onesies do you own? Out of curiosity. Oh God, so uh -oh. many. <laughs> Let's see. So I've got unicorn, bear, fox, uh, red panda, nice. sloth, or no, Ooh. lemur. I'm sorry, it's a lemur. lemur. Two Harry Potter onesies that I got for Christmas back-to-back -back years. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, a piglet onesie that's nose looks like a very phallic object. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. A spyro, 
a Yoshi. Nice. And I think it's, and Spider-Man. So 11, I think we're up to 11 or 12 and a Wookiee. I have a Wookiee onesie. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> so like nice. 12, I think. <laughs> I, I love how some of your onesies are like also your sub badges, right? They're all my sub badges, actually. They all are? Um, yep, I based all my sub badges on my favorite onesies. I think we like, was it Spiral the Dragon when we started talking to each other? The like, like when we were, because we were both playing Spiral the Dragon at one point, I think. Last of Us 2, actually. No, oh. first Last of Us. You were playing The Last of Us Part 1. Oh, the first one? Yep. Such yep, a good that's, game. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And uh, the day that you were trying to beat it was like the last day of the month, I think, right? Oh, yes, yes. And it was like a 12 Did hour Did you start with Last of Us Part 1 or Part 2? So I had originally played Part 1 like years ago, multiple times. Um, and then when Part 2 came out, I streamed it like the beginning of the month. And I think I beat it in like 18 days or something, like pretty quick. Okay. So we still had like a little bit rest of the month left. I'm like, oh, we should play Last of Us Part 1. And I totally underestimated how long it was because the very last day came and I'm like, we got to be close to the end. And we were like 50% of the way through the game. So I like grinded okay, the then I met day. you. Okay. I met you when you were playing part two then because I was playing at the exact same time and you were like a couple like hours behind me. And I was like, oh, I can watch this person. He's like behind me. So I won't get spoilers. <laughs> I, I wonder how many people do that. Like how many people play a game? Because I do that as well. I'll like play a game. I if I really, really like it, um, I'll go and watch somebody else like a streamer who I really like and watch them second play it. So it's like you're almost like asking questions what are your thoughts on it you're almost like playing mm -hmm. it a second time with a friend right pretty much it's great and the cool thing it's is great too, instead of like just you playing it again you're like kind of living the experience through somebody else in a way oh yeah no that's that was probably one of my favorite parts about watching you play because it was like oh I should have done that. That probably would have worked out so much better. Oh, that was a smart thing he just did. Watching streams is like I, I've talked to some or some other people outside of Twitch streaming who like don't really watch Twitch and they're like, I don't get it. Like, what's the point of watching somebody play video games? And I'm like, well, there's a lot more to it than just playing video games. There's like the friendships and the communities and the relationships and it's really cool how many people you just kind of keep talking to every single day whether it's just something as simple as like hey hope you're having an awesome day like kind of thing but like you and sleepy and so many others just talking to you like day after day after day it's 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 so exciting like you know growing these friendships through the months it's really really cool it is. I was telling someone very recently, like a couple weeks ago, that, you know, I think I'm closer now with most of my Twitch friends than I am with people I know in real life. Because, like, I get to talk to you guys every single day. I look forward to interacting with everyone on Twitch every single day. On days that I miss a stream, I'm legitimately sad. I'm just like, oh, like, I, I'm like, I wish I could be there. And like, I'll text them and be like, I'm so sorry. I'm like driving all day or I'm on an airplane. And they're just like, Daisy, we get it. It's yeah. fine. I'm like, but I miss you. <laughs> right, right. So like, it's, it's amazing how, you know, you can be so close and have a connection that's so strong with people that you've never met in real life. But like they feel like family and it's great. It's like Twitch family, right? Exactly. Exactly.
and i feel like with streaming too like it, it also on the streamer side there's so much like creativity behind it as well whether it's setting up your scene or setting up your obs or setting up like what game you're gonna play what music you're gonna play there's a lot mm -hmm. of creativity behind it as well do you feel like you use twitch as well for like that creative outlet Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I consider it a good way for me to like, you know, get my artistic urges out, you could say. Um, even if it's just something like uh, updating the colors of my channel point redemption backgrounds to like make them all rainbow or pretty or something, or changing the lights in the room to like yeah, match yeah. the onesie I'm wearing. Um, the little things. The little things that just, you know, it might mean nothing to someone else, but to me, I'm just like, this is aesthetically pleasing right now. I love this. I guess it'd be the same as like somebody who's like a painter, you know, and just painting. And then they just keep adding something over here or keep like doing some lines over here. And to somebody else, they're like, it's fine. It's done. It looks great. But to the, the painter, they're like, no, there's still more that needs to be done, you know? Exactly. And I didn't realize how much I was doing to try and like improve mine or sleepy stream until I have I have a daily habit tracker that I actually use. I'm very, Ooh, very cool. type A, but um, like one of the habits I track on it is like days I stream, uh, days I play music. And then one of them is stream improvement. So like if I do anything at all that day, that is something to help my stream improve. I check it off. Who I think last month out of like, how many days were last month? 31, 30, 31, 30, I think. Yeah. 30. Yeah, I, I think there was 25 days where I did something to try and like improve the stream in some way, shape or form. And I was like, is this an obsession or is this just me being like very OCD about stuff? Well, the thing too is like a lot of people, they want to make those big improvements in anything in life, streaming or just, just any create anything any skill they're learning they just want to make big improvements or like going to the gym or whatever but it's it's making that one percent better every single day that will get you there oh hi dexter hi he wanted to come say hi hi, say hi bud. oh my goodness mm. all the, the fluffies oh my goodness my heart is melting hi buddy he's, he's just so like cute. mom who's waving at me hi dexter yes i'm such He's a sucker sleepy. for dogs me too <laughs> i love your emote by the way the dexter emote waving the high it's probably Aww. like top five most used emotes for me now i use it like in every Aww. channel i go and it's so adorable thank you that means a lot to me and anybody that doesn't know as well pajama princess stacy you also draw and color your own emotes right i do i do that's like a new a new artistic thing I've discovered I know how to do apparently because I, I was never really artistic in school or anything like that your um oh what are they the the emotes that you make are they through there's like this app that my wife and I years ago used to use and it was it was like the cartoons where you would like make cartoon scenes with each other and I think oh, bitmoji bitmoji that's it yes yes is that that's what you use for your for some of your emotes right yeah, so originally that's what I was using just because it was easy. Mm -hmm. And um, 
since I've learned how to use like GIMP and draw with my tablet and stuff, I have been hand drawing everything like freehand now. Ooh. Like uh, the Dexter high emote, I completely freehanded and just drew it. Uh, the singing in the Fox onesie is another one that I was just like, oh, I can I just draw this. I, um, I also use that one all the time as well. That's also aw. a favorite. Thank you. Thank you. Um, which other ones did I just do? I just did a new one for a hundred or a thousand bits, whatever that bit emote is. Um, an angry burrito on fire. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> because I wrote a song, um, spoiler alert, about a coworker who upset me one day and was really mean to me and made me cry at work. And I was angry. So he steals all the really good breakfast burritos at work. So I wrote a song about him and called it Angry Burrito Song <laughs> and then made an emote to go with it. Yes. Oh, my God. That's awesome. It's, it's like combining the music side and the art side. Does he know that song's about him? Um, I don't. He's still not talking to me, actually, because, you know, he's petty. But... <laughs> Um, one of the lines in the song is, I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but in case you ever do, I hope you know the song's about you. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which there's no way he can't because it's literally called Angry Burrito Song. <laughs> Should like forward it to him on like your last day or something if you if you ever like anything like that. It's tempting. It's very tempting. Um, uh, I told someone, I think earlier last week, I was like, someone asked like, what if he talks to you? like? Like, what if he tries to, like, make amends? What would you say to him? And I said, I would probably just start conversationally quoting the whole song. Ooh, that'd be a good way to go it. <laughs> like, just start, like, just reciting the lyrics as conversation instead of, like, singing it. It would be perfect. Like, it would actually get out all my frustrations without saying really angry words to him. Kind of on that note, actually, do you have plans for kind of writing your own music or lyrics and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. So I've actually been writing songs for like 11 or 12 years now. Um, I don't have a lot of them, and a lot of them that I do have I think are garbage and really hokey. So I'm not super proud of some of them. But um, I'm working with Ryman actually, to start... Yes, because he's a audio wizard, that yes. one. Rye man for the win. Um, for the win. I love Rye. Rye Rye's my fave. Um, but he's helping me master some of my originals, and I'm, like, re-recording them, and I'm going to try eventually putting them on, like, Spotify and stuff. You totally that's, should. That's so exciting. That's, that is the goal. I'm moving very slowly on this goal, but that is the goal. Maybe YouTube as well. So I do want to start doing more YouTube stuff because um, I have a YouTube and I've started uploading like my Kingdom Hearts playthrough onto yes. it as I do it, which that's also going slow because things keep coming up during the week when I would play Kingdom Hearts. But um, yeah, I want to get more into the YouTube side of things and start uploading more VODs and maybe do some like, I don't know, music videos, like actually like cool, like choreographed artsy music videos would be neat instead of just me sitting there playing and singing like streams is there any particular um like youtuber specifically you kind of look at for influence or anyone you kind of like i want to do something like that um like where you'd want to take the pajama princess youtube channel i'm not sure to be honest 
Um, Sleepy's got a pretty good setup on his, actually. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever watched Sleepy's YouTube. I have. But, I mean, yeah, like, he has his whole, like, VOD, like, archive thing set up. But then they also, like, will put together really funny videos to put on their main channel that, like, they get a lot of views and they're hilarious. Um, that, that, that group of guys need more credit. <laughs> um but yeah like they've got really cool ideas and that are original you know that's not something else you would find on youtube somewhere yeah so i do look up to them in that regard that they've got a good setup and a good thing going but in terms of music um i don't know i'm trying to think who i watch all the time boyce avenue have you ever Um, watched boyce avenue yes they are the the magicians of like acoustic covers and and taking pop music and just turning it into like piano and acoustic guitar and duos and yes they're amazing they're my all-time favorite like youtube musicians ever in fact sleepy and i got to see them live in 2019 wait for it in paris france Because we were planning a trip with my parents to Paris and France in general. And I just happened one day randomly to look at their website. And I was like, no, I think that's the day that we're in Paris and we don't have plans like this. This is kismet. Like this needs to happen. So we, we went, we said, screw it. My parents needed a night to relax because they were exhausted from all the walking that I made them do. So we went to a concert and saw Boyce Avenue live in Paris. That is super, super cool. Was it a pretty big venue? No, it was like this really cool, intimate place that the inside was like um, being underneath of a circus tent and like round and like had the circus tent coming down the middle with a pole. And then like the stage was over here and it was so neat. So neat. That is super cool. Yeah. I haven't been to a concert in like since 2012, I think. It's been so long since I've been to a concert. What was the last concert you went to? Um, right before I graduated, I think my dad and I, we went and saw, it was Judas Priest together. Ooh. It was pretty cool. And we were like front, front, front row, like five feet from the musicians and stuff. And um, I don't know if you listen to a lot of Judas Priest, but their singer, their singer Rob <laughs> Halford has like one of the most insane vocal ranges like of any human in the world. It's It's like freddie mercury kind of level singing and so which is great to listen to on a record but when you're live in front of it there was moments where i'm like wow this is so loud for my ears a little bit and and there were some people who were like kind of getting a little intense at the concert shoving people around so i'm like what is going on here were you in a mosh pit i was not in a mosh pit i've never been in a mosh pit my my brother my younger brother actually he's like really into like very hardcore metal and stuff like that so he's kind of into that scene but i don't know i've always with i love like heavy metal it's one of my favorite music genres but there's something about the vocals the vocals always get me like if it's like that like like, you know what i'm talking about like the i don't want to kind of like the grunting it's 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 there's a whole technique for it it's very impressive I just can't it do it much for listening pleasure, you know? Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where I'm like, I acknowledge it's incredibly technical and, and like there is great technique involved in that, but just it's not going to be the thing I put on in the car when I'm jamming, you know? Yeah, no, I totally understand that. Yeah. 
metal scares me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other one is like, um, like very operatic singing, like soprano operatic singing. I love, love, but sometimes it goes like so high, almost like Phantom of the Opera kind of singing where it goes so much. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if my brain can take this right now. Yeah, yeah, that's just like overwhelming. I don't understand how people's voices can go that high and they can make sense of what's coming out of their mouths. Right, right. And 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 I've talked to my brother about it and he assures me that like once you kind of get in the groove of it, you can kind of like understand what they're saying and everything, but there's going to be so many people hating on this. I mean, <laughs> I'm just being honest. No, honesty is the best policy. It is. It is. Is there any kind of like music in particular that like you just kind of it doesn't click with you with? Death metal, Death metal. <laughs> and then like hard rock metal in general. Yeah. Like, I. Oh, go ahead. Oh no. Oh, I mean, usually for me, like the most extreme I'll probably listen to. Like, have you ever listened to like Slayer? I've heard some Slayer. Yes. That, that's probably like. <laughs> the extreme i'll listen to and even that is only a couple songs at a time before i'm like okay let's maybe we got to change to something else (laughs) but that's probably like the tip of how far i go in the intense metal scene what about you well i was gonna say pretty much the way i've always like based my music preferences is if i can sing along to it then i'm happy like if it's something that I can like melodically sing to, like any Disney song or country song, I'm good. Melody is Sleepy. so underrated. Right, right. But being able to sing along to it or like, like, yeah, like melody. And that's something like as I started playing ukulele, obviously ukulele, like you can play chords and stuff, but it's very much a, a melody driven instrument, I feel like, because it's oh, so yeah. high pitched. But yeah, melody is melody's underrated. Your uke jams are my favorite. Oh my goodness. I, I feel like, I don't know. What, I feel like I got to do something different with them. You know, I feel like I play a lot of the same songs kind of at the same, like pretty often. I don't know. Just learn more songs. We just need to learn but more songs. I like the right? songs you play. So I'm happy with them. Oh, I appreciate it. I've, I've been thinking about trying to introduce like the piano as well more and, and figure something out with that. <laughs> it's just, it's like, I can't figure out a setup for it. I need, I need to take inspiration from you. How did you kind of configure your piano setup to streaming to kind of get everything working? Oh God. So I have two setups. So like I'm currently in the office, which is like the gaming setup. So like, you know, right here where I'm pointing is like monitor one over here, monitor two. And like one's basically a TV just for like the console and the game. And the other one's basically for OBS and Twitch. Um, So I only do games in here. And then the music setup I have out in our like formal living room, which I just call a music room at this point because that's all it's used for. And I have like a decent piano out there. And then I, I put a little folding table up with my laptop and a camera and microphone and basically have to tear that down every (laughs) single week. (laughs) Could you bring the piano into the game room at all and kind of set it up right next to you? No, because I ended up um, back in January upgrading my keyboard so that I could actually hook it into a mixer. And now it's like a furniture piano. (laughs) It's like like a bigger digital piano that 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 baby's not moving anywhere. Does does it have the weighted keys at all? Does. does. Such an underrated feature like on electric keyboards. Right? Right? Oh man, I don't 
even know how I played my old, old, old keyboard that was just like plastic keys. Yeah. Like, it's so different. And this one feels even more real than my other one that I got rid of. Like, it just feels like a real piano. Yeah. Gro- growing up, we had like a uh, an upright. It was actually a really nice piano. It had like actually pretty heavy weighted keys. But then I also had like a, it was a Costco $70 little keyboard in my bedroom that I could kind of play around with. And it did not have weighted keys. And it is such a huge difference in feel like of playing the piano. Oh, yeah. You can hear the clicks as and- they pop up. Click, click, click. Right. So actually with or on that note is on that note as well. Ah, Uh, Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) If you could learn any instrument like instantly snap of a finger, what instrument would you be interested in learning? Ooh, um, I can learn any instrument. Snap of a finger. Like, are we talking like you know, like world-class great, or are we talking like if I could just pick it up and start playing it decent enough? Because Mm. I would love to be able to be like world-class at piano. (laughs) I would say both, both then. Oh gosh, I would just like to be so much better at all the instruments. But if I could just snap my fingers and learn an instrument, I would really like to learn how to play the banjo. Ooh, banjo's super cool. Yeah, I think being a banjo player would be really fun. And there's a music streamer who plays banjo I've been watching a lot lately. Nice, And I'm just like, that is so fun. I I wonder how similar it is to ukulele, because I think they have the same... No, I think banjo has five strings, right? I think you can get ones with four or five and six strings, actually. Oh. I think. They make a banjo-lele, actually. Like a little miniature banjo that's a ukulele. Oh my god, I gotta see this, yes. (laughs) They're so cute. I've been wanting one for years and just have not found one yet for a decent price. I I see that with like bass guitars sometimes, like a bass will have like four strings and then there's like five strings, six strings, seven Mm -hmm. strings, and I'm like, is this a bass? Is this a guitar? What even is this at this point? It's just, it's an everything. Right? Right. I, I, I haven't played guitar. Honestly, I feel like I don't know if it's just adult life kind of catching up with me, but I feel like I haven't played guitar nearly as much as I, you know, that feeling where you're like, I should be playing more, you know? Yeah. I should play more. I still play piano all the time though. Like literally every single day I'm playing my piano. Oh, that's awesome. That makes me so happy. It's such a fun instrument. We're actually talking about it on stream today because somebody was talking about like learning music and learning an instrument. And I'm like, if, if I could give one piece of advice to anybody that maybe has kids and wants to get them into music or they themselves are like, I want to learn music, but I don't know what to play. Piano Mm -hmm. is probably the greatest instrument of all time ever invented because it is so incredibly versatile. It's, it's everything. It is. And like the music theory behind piano is so much easier to pick up than say like guitar, at least in my opinion, it was. Um, cause I think I've learned more music theory the past year since I started reteaching myself piano than I ever learned with a guitar. Um, but also where was I going with that? Um, piano, I think is the main reason that I'm ambidextrous because I learned it at such a young age at first that like, I can do pretty much anything with my left hand that I can with my right. And I'm pretty sure it's because I had to do all those exercises with my left hand as a child. That is super cool. Can you write with your left hand? Like both hands? Mm-hmm. Really? Which one do you mm-hmm. normally find yourself writing with? 
with my right. My, I'm right dominant for sure, but um, yeah, there's many times where if I needed to in a pinch, I can do anything with my left hand. That is super cool. Um, I, I started out playing guitar. So when I started playing piano, it was probably like three or four years after I was playing guitar. So I actually took everything in my head and tried to like incorporate it onto the piano. So I'm kind of like the reverse <laughs> of you a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. The guitar is kind yeah. of cheat, like cheating in a way though. Cause pretty much you just got to learn like the, the fretting or whatever, like the position of a chord and he can just move it mm -hmm. all up and down the fretboard. So I remember being in, in like jazz band and somebody was saying like, guitar is such an easy instrument to learn. It's like, it's the exact same positions and stuff. And I'm like, you're kind of not wrong, but it is tough, but <laughs> you're kind of not wrong. Whereas like on saxophone or you, or clarinet or like other instruments you need to like learn the fingerings and the scales and it's totally different oh yeah totally although you say about guitar being so much easier because you can just like move your hand up i was never and i'm still not very good at bar chords mm. so i never had that easy out I'm like, oh, we're just gonna keep it up like five <laughs> frets and then keep playing my CGD all day long. Nice, nice. You want, do you want to know something funny? Um, I actually never owned a capo until like six months ago. So really, anytime I would play a song that was in a different key, I would literally have to like bar the chords really aggressively and just played it that way. And then when I finally got a capo, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like the coolest thing ever. And it was like five dollars. Oh, oh my gosh. I can't even imagine not owning a capo. Oh, like was... the capo is my savior all the time. Yeah. Cause like, like what? Guitar is amazing though. Like, I feel like I love talking to like musicians and instrumentalists because your, your brain works different when you're playing music, right? It's like, mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm sure you find yourself playing piano or guitar and you just close your eyes and you like get in the rhythm and get in the melody and it's, it's such a de-stressor, right? It is. Have you seen the movie Soul by chance on Disney Plus? Uh, that's the new Pixar one, right? I yes. have not. About the jazz pianist. Oh my goodness, I have not, but I'm immediately intrigued. It's really good. And one of my favorite things in that movie that they talk about is just getting lost in the moment and getting in what they call the zone. You know, yeah. get, you get in the zone where like, you know, your brain and your soul just goes to a different spot because you're just so lost in the music and what you're doing. And every time I see that part or think about like me playing music, I'm just like, I guess I'm in the zone right now. Like my soul is in a different place. Like this is perfect. And it just resonated with me so much. Love that movie. I have not seen that, but I'm immediately. I mean, if it's Pixar, it's got to be amazing. Like Pixar. Makes I mean, amazing stuff. Pixar doesn't usually strike out. Um, we, the last one we watched was, oh, what was it? It was like the brothers who were like the perp, the blue. Oh. Onward. Onward. Yes, that was really good. I like that. That was cute. I, I teared up a little bit. <laughs> And then I'd never seen, I think it's Inside Out. It's like the emotions one, right? Mm -hmm. I'd never Inside Out's cute. Never seen that until recently. And when Wifey and I watched that, I was like, this is, this is so, how does Pixar make these like kid movies that are so relatable as adults? They're like the pros at that. They're geniuses is what they are. They're legit geniuses. It's so crazy. I mean, or sorry, what were you saying? 
I was gonna say, like, I don't understand how they can make a kid's movie that will literally just make an adult cry their eyes out for 15 full minutes. Right. Like, I can't watch Up anymore. I'm not allowed to watch Up. Oh, the first, like, <laughs> two minutes of Up, I'm just like, is this really how we're starting this movie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first 15 minutes I have to skip and then I'm good. <laughs> right. But if it comes on, I leave the room. And if I even start talking about the first 15 minutes, I start crying. Yeah. So we're just going to move on from that subject. <laughs> um. So I think it was I think it was Friday. We were talking about like Final Fantasy characters randomly on stream. And we're talking about um, this one character in particular called Hojo. I don't know if you've played Final Fantasy seven, but he's very evil and everybody always talks about him like i hate him he's a terrible he's horrible he's evil evil. like i hate him and i was talking on stream about it i'm like i feel like if a writer can create a character that brings out that kind of emotion in somebody like they hate the baddie or they they start tearing up at certain scenes like that just shows the bravadocious the the greatness if you will of like the writing yeah. in that regard same with like up in those first five ten minutes like they're so good at what they do they just really make you tear up just for characters you don't even know yet you're just like i'm crying right? and i don't know why i'm crying but i am crying right oh i couldn't agree more like mad props mad props writers mad props <laughs> right right same with them um, excellent job <laughs> have you seen game of thrones at all I have. Ramses was the exact same way at like the final seasons or whatever when they were like storming. He, he was the at the north, yeah, in charge of the tower or whatever mm-hmm. at the north at Winterfell. And then when they all broke through it, the dogs came after him. I'm like, oh, this is so satisfying, but so bad, but so satisfying. <laughs> you, you baddie, you deserve this. <laughs> oh, he totally did. He was a, a jerk face. We don't like him. He was a jerk face for sure. <laughs> Um, so one question kind of like totally going off over this way, but one question kind of to bring it back a little bit, um, a little bit more on the streaming side, Daisy, do you have a particular highlight moment that you've had since you started streaming on Twitch? Oh gosh. Um, highlight moments, honestly, like this actually just happened pretty recently, but, um, I think one of the biggest highlights of my streaming career was doing the charity stream with uh, my good friend Gigi, 7791. Uh, We did a music charity stream for uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital, and it was Disney-themed. And it was just so much fun to put together. And, like, the day of what we did was we did four hours on my stream, and then we raided her and did four hours on her stream, and we raised over $2,400 for St. Jude's. And, um... Zeph, I don't know if it's you or me, but you just got muted somehow. Oh, oh, oh there you are. Oh, <laughs> there you are. Sorry. There you um, are. Yeah. So I, honestly, I think that is like the highlight of my streaming career. Just knowing that I did something good for people who need it and deserve it. Honestly. And uh, getting to work so closely with my friend Gigi was such a fun experience. Like, I swear, every day for like two or three weeks, we're like, what should we do for this incentive? Oh, we should do this. What about this? And it was so much fun to put together. It like brought her and I so much closer together. We like to refer to each other as sisters from another mister because we're both redheads who sing. (laughs) Nice. But um, she's an amazing person and just so much fun. It was all her idea to begin with. She asked me to be a part of it. I'm just so grateful she did. Because it was 
the highlight of my streaming career so far, I think. That's really, really cool. I've, I, I love when people say like using their platform to help others in that regard is, is such a highlight for them because it's so true. Like so many people can just play games on Twitch, which there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, it's super fun and everything. But when you kind of go that next step beyond and you're like, I want to use what I have, the platform, the community, the friends, the relationships, and let's try to do something that can help somebody. Let's try to do a charity stream or like, let's try to help bring up those that are less fortunate. Like that's, that is a thousand percent what it's all about. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, I guess the other highlight I would say is honestly just meeting all the people I've met and like making these friendships like we talked about earlier. Like, I'm so grateful, Zeph, that I stumbled into your Last of Us 2 stream that day because like I met you and I've met so many amazing people through the fireside chat. And like, I just am very grateful that, you know, I started playing Last of Us 2 and wanted to find someone else who was playing Last of Us 2. And like, same thing with like all my music streamer friends. Like, it's such a great community. So I'm very, very blessed, I guess. It's so cool too, when you find like those connections with people and then you see those people that you love in somebody else's stream and you just see how the community's like, Twitch is a big place and a small place at the same time. And you just see people like overlapping with each other. Um, those are absolutely some of my favorites. Like, I think just a couple days ago, I think it was, might've been Handelf. Might've been in Handelf stream. And I was like, oh, Daisy. I love Han. I love Han too. She's amazing. She's an incredible streamer. Which that's another one that you connected me with because you raided her one day and she was playing Kingdom Hearts. And I was just like, hmm, who's this cool chick playing Kingdom Hearts? And then I watched her, I was like, she is the sweetest person. I love her. Like, I want to be her best friend. <laughs> it's people can like, find that connection in people you know I don't, I don't know if it's like what it is psychological but there's been so many times i've met new people or rated people or even on the recommended page on twitch and i just stumble in there and i'm like i see a lot of me in you and i just i, I can mm -hmm. see us being real friends in real life and like immediately that's a follow you know yeah yeah no i've done that too with different people that you know again i talk to them every day if i don't I feel sad. So it's amazing what Twitch has done for all of us. Thousand percent. Um, kind of on the opposite end of that previous question, what has been one of the most challenging um, and frustrating moments you've had since you started streaming? Any of that kind of popped to mind? Honestly, yeah. And I, I, I struggle to say it because it makes me sound like a jerk. But like sometimes, you know, like, well, it doesn't have to be music streamer. It can be any type of streamer, actually. I was going to use music as an example, and I still will, actually. But every now and then, I'll go into a music stream, and I'm just like, how does this person have 100 viewers right now? Like, they're off key. Like, they're not <laughs> playing the instrument well. Like, I don't want to say they're not talented, because maybe, like, chatting is their talent. I, I don't know. But then I watch, I'm just like, no, they're actually like ignoring the chat. Like they're not like, how is this person a partner? <laughs> or, you know, and that kind of frustrates me a little bit because I feel like, you know, they're not, not even just me, but like lots of streamers out there are fan freaking-tastic and they're sitting there with like two viewers. And I'm just like, how, how can this person not get noticed? But then this person over here is singing off key terribly and has like a thousand people watching them 
Like things like that, you know, yeah. I'm sure you've seen that too at different spots, right? It's not just me, right? <laughs> um, a little bit, actually something I, so do you know who Harris Heller is by any chance? Name sounds familiar, but new. <laughs> he does a lot of like stream advice or kind of stream, not coaching, but just kind of like, he's, he's a pretty big streamer and is, makes a lot of like YouTube content on like helping people to like get better in streaming. And mm -hmm. I remember he said something that really resonated me, with me, with me a couple months ago. And it was something along the lines of, if you go into somebody's stream and just whatever they're doing, whatever they're, however they're portraying themselves, like you just don't like the content or you don't like whatever's going on. Like try to put yourself in the place of those who do like their content and see like, what are they kind of, even though I might not resonate with it, how are other people having success with it and finding that res resonation, if that makes sense? Like, like a good makes example sense. is hot tub streamers. I don't get it. We what everyone I, likes with those i do I, right right we I, know. totally that's an obvious one <laughs> true true but like myself when i go in there i'm just like why 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 well, because you have but, beautiful wifey that is so you true don't need a hot tub stream true 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 <laughs> but I, I just try to think of like even though it's not content for me specifically what can i take out of it that maybe you can still kind of find growth and, and improvement from, you know, you can still try to see some of the positive in it. Maybe, maybe hot tub streaming isn't the best example per se, <laughs> but I, I totally get what you're saying. Like it is frustrating. I, I think it's kind of more frustrating for me on the other end of that, like seeing really great friends, really great streamers, people who I think have so much potential and yeah, they're stuck at like two viewers or five viewers or 10 viewers or something. And they just, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's that's something pretty frustrating. And I think a lot of that's on Twitch, too. I don't think Twitch does a very good job of promoting people as much as they could or having like a clips section for clips to go more viral on Twitch like mm -hmm. YouTube, like YouTube's algorithm is amazing and it like pushes stuff out to everyone in all sorts of different categories. But Twitch, you're kind of there to see somebody streaming. And then after that, it's like what happens after that you know right right and i think again i'll bring up my husband again but like sleepy bears are hilarious and they just never get the traction that they deserve and it's it's frustrating for me to watch as you know his wife i'm just like come on people like they're hilarious like go watch them and it's like, I just don't know what, like, I wish I could help. And I don't think there's a way I can, unfortunately. An another, but... um, another streamer, YouTuber I listen to a lot is called Devin Nash. He does a lot of like streaming coaching and like stream advice. And he does more on like the podcast side. Um, but he was talking like, if you have great content, it's probably that you're not a bad content creator or a bad streamer or anything. It might just be, you're a bad marketer and you have all this great content, you're just maybe not very good at marketing it or getting it in the algorithm or using the right tag words per se or something. So yeah, I wonder how many people are also stuck in that position too. Like they are sitting on great content. They, they're they a great streamer. They're ready to make it. And just something in the algorithm isn't like tugging on them, you know? That's very, that's a viable statement actually. <laughs> Because I don't know how much he really does to, like, market himself besides, you know, post it in our Discord with, like, our group of people and stuff. Yeah, and, and it's, like, one of those things where 
I don't know. I mean, some people like really just want to stream and have fun. And that is so awesome. And like in that regard, have as much fun as you want. And like, just exactly, just like do it for you. A hundred percent. I think the, the people we're talking about you and I are more in the, like, I want to stream and use it as a growth platform to grow right. and hit the 10 viewers and the 20 and the thirties and the fifties and, and far beyond that. So, um, it's all super interesting. The whole Twitch meta is really interesting. It really is. It really is. And I think the one thing I just keep reminding myself is that I got into this for fun to make friends. I have achieved that. It is kind of cool to set goals though and achieve them in terms of like viewers and followers and stuff. But at the end of the day, I mean, I'm doing this as a hobby. Like yeah. If something comes up, I'm always the first one to cancel my stream because real life comes first. Yeah. And it's good to have that priority. And it's good to know, like, mm -hmm. be able to look in the mirror and, and know that's kind of where the priorities stand on it. Because I think some people maybe don't have those right priorities in, in check. So um, <gasps> that's a very adult <laughs> way of doing it, right? Exactly. I mean, like last week I canceled my Kingdom Hearts stream again for like the third week in a row because I had to mow the lawn before we left on vacation. Like not much I could do about it, right. but adulting came first and then allergies destroyed me, but that's fine. Oh yeah, it's like, I, so I, I've never had allergies before and this year I'm just like, my sinuses cannot get unclogged. I don't know if it's, uh we were talking in chat a couple days ago that you can develop allergies i guess as you get older like that's yes. the thing yes you can wow for sure <laughs> i've always had them in the fall and then like the past two years since moving to like a more rural area um they're like literally killing me from the inside oh, no. <laughs> in the spring so yeah now i was a uh, disgusting mess on wednesday instead of streaming <laughs> it's probably the pollen right so much pollen my car might be yellow now <laughs> uh, so oh so much pollen um so here's so here's another question i kind of wanted to ask you as well aside from like the twitch side the youtube side with the kingdom hearts vods and stuff outside of streaming do you have any other things that you kind of are working on um or any kind of other creative things that you kind of got going on Currently, not so much things. I don't know if you know what a cricket is, but it's like a die cutting machine and you can like cut vinyl and stuff and like heat press it on the shirts. Um, so I do do that on the side for like friends and family and uh, a couple Twitch streamers actually now have asked me to like do stuff for them. Um, but then the fun thing that most people on Twitch don't know is that Sleepy and I used to be professional dodgeball players. I I might have stumbled on some dodgeball videos on uh, some Pajama Princess Daisy YouTube channel kind of research. Yeah, yeah. So we don't anymore. We were going to like play one more year uh, last year and then COVID happened. So I, I guess we're officially like in early retirement. <laughs> Um, cause it was just so much traveling, so much money on traveling to the same cities and sitting in a gym the whole time you're there and kind of decided we're just going to hang up our knee pads and shoes and just live happily ever after not killing our bodies <laughs> with balls. 
dodgeball that that would be so much fun i haven't played dodgeball since like middle school and i remember one time getting like a ball thrown right in my face almost like point blank and it was terrible <laughs> it was terrible well if you want the pacific northwest has a great dodgeball community and i have a bunch of friends up there i could put you in contact with <laughs> if you want some punishment how, how similar is it to dodgeball the movie not very Probably not, not very we, we do not dodge wrenches or traffic <laughs> please for the love of god people when you hear someone say that they play dodgeball do not immediately say can you dodge a wrench oh yeah please, is that, is that the, the number god, one like most annoying thing i mean i joke um it is always the first thing you hear when you tell someone and it is a little annoying but also all of us dodgeball players understand that that's the only thing people have to connect with us on that level. Yeah. So, like, we get it, and we're like, ha, 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 it's like yeah. like the pop culture And of then it, explain right? that it's a real thing, that, you know, there's world championships, there's Team USA's. Um, I mean, people travel all over the world for this. Yeah. It's like a legitimate thing that they're trying to get into the Olympics. So. Oh, is there not dodgeball in the Olympics yet? Not yet. There's a couple different like world dodgeball organizations that have like different ball types and they'll do world championships, but um, not in the Olympics yet because they can't determine what ball type to use because there's so many. Interesting. Like like bigger ones, smaller ones, like harder ones, well, or not this big as you just yeah motion, but <laughs> no. Do I have one in here? I don't. Um. So like like basketball size. So, like, the 8.5-inch, like, rubber kickball that, you know, used to get pelted with in gym class. Yes. That's Sleepy's favorite. That's Sleepy's baby is the 8.5 rubber. Um, and then they have, like, 7-inch foam, which is, like, you know, you might play those in gym class as well, you know, when you, when they're trying to be safer. Like, gator skin balls. I don't remember those. I don't know. I don't know if we have or those. Or skin. Um, and then there's a cloth ball that, like, most of Europe uses. So it's like seven inches and it's like a volleyball size with like cloth around it. Mm. That's actually my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th those are fun. Those are a little bit more difficult to use because you can't squeeze them. Yeah. And then, man, this is making me miss dodgeball. they hit harder? No, actually the cloth ones don't really hurt that much, but they're so hard to catch because they inflate them really bad and you can't like squeeze them and they just oh. bounce off you. Gotcha. And you can't grip it very well. It's like just big enough that you can't really like get a good grip on it unless you have like monstrous hands. Have you had any like really bad horror stories with dodgeball? Like any bad hits or anything? Oh yeah, plenty. <laughs> um, I've probably had three, I think I'm up to three concussions from dodgeball yeah oh no um i'll have to share some pictures with you as well um i'll send them to you in discord after of my legs after a tournament are just black oh, from bruises God. um yeah i think some of the worst hits Ooh. that i've actually had though are probably the ones where i've like gotten hit in the face and like yeah. just point blank and it hurts and like you don't want to cry but it hits you right in the nose and you're trying so hard not to cry right 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 <laughs> Oh my goodness, that sounds so painful. I had I had the one that hit me in the face and it was like it was bad. I was crying. It's literally the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. Oh. And it's embarrassing usually cuz like everyone's watching, they're like, "Oh, 
Maybe dodgeball stream, possibly? I did do a couple dodgeball streams back in the day. Oh, really? Um, Hell yeah. yeah. So actually, all the ones that are on YouTube, um, where I'm up in a balcony. Yeah, yeah. And like pointed down and it's Sleepy's the team was actually playing in most of those games. Um, so you, there's some really good Sleepy footage in there. But me and another streamer that um, was from Ohio that I used to talk to a lot, we met up because her boyfriend also played, and her and I sat up there and sports commentated for about eight hours. Nice. Just every dodgeball game at this tournament. And nice. it was so much fun. That would be awesome. So much fun. That would be so much fun, yeah. honestly. I never, I played basketball like one season in like sixth grade or seventh grade and it's because i came home from school one day and my mom was like guess what you're playing basketball we signed you up for it i'm like thank you so much mom i don't know anything about basketball i've never played basketball i'm just tall oh, but yeah oh and there was i remember my first couple games i would like grab the ball underneath the net and there's like um i can't remember what it's called off the top of my head but like the circle you're in, you can't stay in there for more than three seconds or it's like a foul. The paint. The paint. Yeah. And I didn't know that. So we kept having like turnovers. So like four or five times and the coach finally pulled me out and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It was terrible. Why would he tell you that? That's so mean. It was, it was hilarious. Looking back, it was hilarious. But as a, as like an 11, 12 year old, I'm like, this is terrible. I hate this. I never want to play oh. basketball. I'm so sorry that happened to you. That stinks. Um, I'm sure we all kind of have memories like that, like funny things growing up that we just kind of laugh and shrug off now, right? Oh yeah, totally. Totally. Um, actually, a little bit more, kind of to round it back a little bit on the streaming and like singing side. <laughs> if a song were to cost one billion channel points on your channel, what would that song be? AKA the worst song you'd have to play on stream. Oh God! Um, You're like, no, I don't want to play this. It's got to be a billion channel points. I don't know if I have one. At... Okay, no, I got one. Anything by Taylor Swift. I said it. Oh. Wifey is gonna cry I'm... so much hearing this. She like Taylor Swift is her number one. So, I liked her when I was growing up. And then I actually met her at like a county fair because oh. we lived in the same area. And this turned me off to her forever because, you know, like she's playing in like a tent, you know, like at a county fair. And I went up to her because I, I thought she was really good. And I was, was like this young Taylor Swift, like teenage. This was before she was famous. Oh, OK. So like, I don't know, 13, maybe 14. Wow. Like, so she was she was my age essentially. I think she's only a year oh. older than me, or maybe a year younger. I forget. But um, walked up to her. And I was just like, "Hi, like my name's Daisy. I think you're really talented, and like I hope to be a singer like you one day." Well, just keep trying, honey. I was like, "What? That's that's kind of a weird response." Yeah. And it just kind of forever turned me off to her. Like she was kind of mean to the other people. Like I was watching. I was like. Mm. I don't like your vibes. You're kind of, you think you're the greatest thing on earth right now. And okay, this is, this is weird. I, I don't really like you anymore. Not the best way to kind of come off. No. And I was just very much turned off to her forever. I was just like, Meh, you're not very nice. When she started and blowing like, up, were you like, oh, I know that person. <laughs> I, I was peeved <laughs> when she started blowing up. I was like, really? 
really? Like, how rude. I, I grew up and I, I was never like super big into Taylor Swift either, but like so many people around me like really, really liked her music. I mean, I, I, I'd i say, I don't know. I wouldn't say I dislike it. It's just one of those things like if it's on the radio, sure. But like, I can't listen to it for an extended period of time. Uh, like when her Shake It Off and what was the other one that she had that was like popular at the same time, like blank page, blank space. I don't, know. I don't know what it was called, but I, I enjoyed those two songs for like a hot second. I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. And then it was overplayed so much. I was like, no, kill me. I hate yeah. this song so much. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, I, I will say, though, her sense of melody is pretty damn incredible. I think she does have like a good way of taking the, whatever chords she's playing <laughs> and lyrics and like writing a melody for it. So she's She's pretty amazing. And the, the other one that kind of like hits that same note for me is like, I am a gigantic Lady Gaga fan. She is like, me too. oh, yes, Daisy. <laughs> I do awesome. love Lady Gaga. <laughs> She's amazing. Have you seen what's the movie oh, she was in with Bradley Cooper? A Star, Star is Born. Yes, it's so good. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't watch the end of that movie either because there's yeah. a dog and I just ball my eyes out. <laughs> yeah. I can't watch it, but the movie is so good and the music is fantastic. Is. And who knew that Bradley Cooper could sing? Bradley Cooper was a beast, but like Lady, he was great. Lady Gaga just has that voice. It's like that jazz singing in her that is just oh my god, I, I love Lady Gaga. If there's one like one concert I want to go to one day, it would be a Lady Gaga concert. Oh my gosh, same. And she's like classically trained, like went oh, to yeah. like college and everything for it, which is awesome because i feel like a lot of professional musicians and singers like you know pop stars especially aren't like they just got discovered somewhere and like made it big but i have so much respect for her that she actually went to school for it is classically trained and is like super talented in that respect and that the only reason she actually became famous was because she like well i mean she's super talented but because she did all these weird gimmicks and outfits and that's how she got noticed yeah i mean it definitely like, worked like the the persona she put on she's like so brilliant in that regard i feel like because she's like i mean because you can i mean the sad reality is you can be an a plus incredible musician and just still not still not hit it you know still not get that stardom that so many people search for so I think she recognized that and was like, I just got to do something physically outwardly to like catch people's eye, whether it's in a good way yeah. or in a bad way, but like catch people's eye, you know? Why do you think I wear onesies? Right. Yes. <laughs> just kidding. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I wear them because they're comfy. And because you look like a, a badass, of course. I, I don't know if badass is the word I would use as I'm a unicorn right now. <laughs> I mean, unicorns are awesome sauce. They are pretty awesome, but um, and going back to what you said about, you know, some people can be amazing and just never get discovered or get that shot. Yeah. We saw so much of that in Nashville. We went to um, a singer songwriter bar the one night and like, you know, it'd be like a group of singer songwriters and they'd each take a turn singing an original song and just keep rotating through every single song was so good and like their voices were amazing and i just kept thinking i was just like you guys sound better than half the crap on country radio right now and yet you're sitting in this 
dinky little bar, like playing for 20 people. Like, it's not fair. I think maybe back to that, like incredible content, but the marketing, marketing. Right. It, that's why I feel like so many of these successful musicians or bands or artists or singers or whatever, they had, they had that manager, you know, that manager who got them indoors, who talked to the record labels, who, who got them on TV. It's almost like as important as the music. And it's not fair to say that, but it's unfortunately oh, kind of the truth. Yeah. Kind of like with, um, with YouTube, a lot of times with YouTube, with getting that viral video or getting discovered on YouTube, it has so much more to do about with the thumbnail and the title of your video and the actual oh, yeah. content of it and it's not fair because like that's not the content of what you're working on but it's unfortunately it's the way it is it's very true actually it's very true and i'm guilty of that 100 where if i am because i use youtube a lot to like watch other singers and like acoustic musicians like play covers of songs just to get yeah. an idea of like how i might be able to do it my own way and if, if the video quality or the thumbnail doesn't look really good, I usually pass by it a lot of times. I'm very guilty of this. Right. And it's it's nothing I would even say like we should all be ashamed of. It's just like so psychological, you know? It's 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 that first impression. It's the definition almost of first impression. Oh, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you need to present yourself the best way possible so that someone who doesn't know you stumbles across it and it's just like that looks very classy or great and i want to watch it right right and then still of course once they dive into the video still have like good content behind it but yeah it's almost like mm -hmm. having a beautiful door and everybody's like the store's so beautiful is the inside going to be as good so you got to make sure the inside of of the house is just as beautiful um very good way to put it <laughs> right, right i like that um here's here's another question that i always love to ask what has helped you the most since you started streaming and what's been your biggest influence overall i know we talked a little bit about sleepy earlier is there anything else that's been like a huge influence or kind of like helped you to start streaming in that regard uh, honestly i would say uh, uh, like sleepy again like definitely a big influence but he's also been, you know, my biggest supporter as well. Like, he's always the first one, if I'm tired, like, ah, I don't know if I want to stream today. Nah, go stream. Like, you know you want to, like, go do it. Yeah. Or, you know, if I want to add a stream one week, like, he'll always be the first one to be like, yeah, do it. Like, you enjoy it, go do it. So like he's he's so supportive and just always trying to make me better at like anything I do that I, I would be remiss if I didn't say that, you know, he's my biggest influence for sure. That's that is so important to have. And I'm 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 very fortunate to be in a very similar position where like my wife is very encouraging and supportive and helpful, but like truly everybody watching and listening, if you can find that person in your life who actively encourages you to do something that you love it is truly one of the best things you can ever stumble upon in your life so huge huge thank yous to sleepy bear for helping pajama princess daisy wifey for helping me like they the real mvps for sure cheers to that cheers to the mvps of our life cheers to the mvps yes a thousand percent um 
Sleepy Bear as well. Literally like one of you and meeting you in Sleepy Bear has just been absolutely like some of the best friends I've met on Twitch. I love Sleepy Bear's humor so much. He's, his humor is so, like we talked about earlier, the bluntness, the, it's almost like a Kappa emote. You know, the Kappa emote? Oh God. <laughs> Sleepy Bear sometimes is like a walking Kappa emote and I love it so much. He pretty much is all the time. Oh, but it's so good. And you know, you asked me the question, like he's the same person on and off stream as well. Like you get the same nags no matter what. That's so important. I, I feel like, you know, it's, it's almost one thing to kind of have this like personality specifically for streaming. I feel like that'd be so exhausting, you know, whereas instead just like turning the camera on and just being yourself, maybe more bubbly or maybe happier, you know, cause you kind of want to up it up a little bit, but like to have this whole other persona that you're not really into would be such a nightmare. Yeah. Like, could you imagine if you like essentially took on a character when you started streaming, like how hard that would be to stay in character all the time. Yeah. Um, in fact, like when I first started streaming, my coworker was very adamant that, all right, Daisy, you need to be like super princessy and girly and like, you know, be, be very like Princess Daisy and Peach-like and, you know, all that. Like nothing boyish, nothing tomboyish, no athletics. Oh You're goodness. a Daisy princess. Oh and I was like, okay. That lasted a whole five minutes. I was like, I can't do that. Right. Like, I'm not dainty. The F word is my favorite word, essentially. Like, it wouldn't work. Yeah, it's it's just like being yourself, right? And just trying to have yeah. fun with it. Trying to just vibe with it and, and play games and play music and meet cool friends who... And the other thing, too, is if you are... If you do play a character, the people who connect with you are connecting to that character, not necessarily right. you. So if the day should come where you're like, look, this is who I really am. A lot of those people who follow you or kind of have been along for the ride, they might not connect with the real person. So just kind of being your real self always and right out the gate is kind of the best strategy, I feel like. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I don't want to ever, you know, because we've met a couple people now in real life that we've met on Twitch and they're always just like, dang. Like you were literally like the same person that we see every week. I'm like, what do you expect? Right. And there's like, I don't know. We expected, we just expected you to be so different. I was like, no, this is me. Like get used to it. Right. You're stuck with me forever. Almost feel like different in what way, you know? Right, right. Um, someone we met actually a couple weeks ago, Sleepy and I have lived super close to this person this whole time and we knew it but we never met. So we actually took him to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse a couple weeks ago Ooh. as like a thank you for his like four years of support. And um, like we had, we had the best time and he was just like, but once we got here, it was just you guys. Like I felt like we were watching your stream just like not on a camera. Right. It's like, I told you, I told you I'm the same. That's yeah twitchcon we all we all gotta somehow make it to a twitchcon and just see everyone that would be so cool oh that is the dream isn't it right when COVID's all over what what's something like 
that you haven't been able to enjoy during COVID that you are so excited to kind of go back to like concerts, restaurants. So, so I realized I have missed seeing live music a lot, mm -hmm. like just at bars and stuff is fine with me. Oh my, oh God, the cat scared the crap out of me. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize she came in the room. Hi. Okay. She's running away. Um, <laughs> Uh, live music, travel. I've really mm. missed traveling. And I would say dodgeball. Like, dodgeball. I, now that I started talking about it, I'm like really missing it. Gonna go like watch all the dodgeball videos. Like, oh, we should do this again. Yeah, I kind of want to. There's a couple that are just so fun to watch. I yeah. kind of want to go watch them. Do you have your favorite like video clips? Um... Yeah, yeah, I've got a couple. There's one on my YouTube where my women's team actually like won the championship at one of the rounds. And that one always makes me happy because we were like huge underdogs in it. And we had to like win four games in a row in order to like win. And we did. And it was very magical. Ooh, that is super very cool. Magical. That is super, super cool. Yeah. A dodgeball like stream. It's very much a team effort. Honestly, like so. a dodgeball team or a dodgeball stream, I feel like would be super, super cool. And the only thing is like, how would you be interactive with it? Right? Like in some way, so, less commentating. Yeah. So like if you're commentating, that's not so bad. I mean, you're not playing, right? which sucks. But um, a couple years ago, we took my phone to an open gym because Sleepy and I used to run open gyms in our area. And uh, we set the camera up on like a pole and just pretty much said at the beginning, like, hey, we're not going to be talking much. We'll try to check in every now and then. And we did like everyone just kind of took turns, like walking up and like looking at the chat for a few minutes and then nice. going back in and playing. And it was fun. Like, I think we didn't have many people watch, I don't think, but people said they enjoyed it. So that was something. Yeah, I've seen um, Ziada as well do a couple of like ballroom yes. dancing streams. Those are so cool. Those are super cool. See, I just edit. Sorry, what were we saying? I was gonna say I didn't know cats could dance so well. <laughs> right. Also, might possibly have Z on the podcast in the future as well. So, so stay subscribed if you haven't already. That'll be super exciting. I already well. subbed. <laughs> um, or everybody as well. Everybody as well. Um, so kind of on the flip side of that as well, here's a one question for you. It kind of actually ties into like the icebreaker a little bit, but if you could time travel again and go in the past and tell your day one streaming self, one solid piece of streaming advice, what would you say? Um, <laughs> so my very first streams like my setup was very janky to, to put it best that like I was sitting in the middle of my living room with like cords everywhere. Yeah. Like I didn't have a chair or anything. It was too far away to like sit on the couch and have the camera reach. So I literally just sat on the floor. I would say invest in a good setup early on <laughs> or at least Daisy sit on a damn pillow. Like I, I was I've so sore clips actually. Oh God, they were so bad. They were so bad. Um, yeah, yeah, they were oh so uncomfortable. That would probably be my best advice I could give myself. Um, because otherwise, I feel like I haven't changed a whole lot, really, besides like setup and like logistics a little bit. But 
pretty much the same streamer and the same stuff. I really like that a lot. I'm very much in that same ballpark as well. Like I think stuff that you use all the time, very often, I've always been an advocate of like, if it's something I use every single day for hours a day, spend good quality money and get like a good quality chair, desk, monitor, like just stuff that you use all the time. And then stuff that you don't really use all the time. And maybe you could go a little bit more budget friendly with. Oh, that's a very good way to put it, actually. I like that. That might um, give me reason to like buy an, a new microphone or instrument in the near future. Yeah, I really, I really want a new guitar. And I feel like it's one thing to like buy something like like a four hundred, five hundred dollar microphone and then upgrade it like a year later. I don't think you should do that. But if you buy like a five hundred dollar microphone and keep it for like twenty years you know, it will definitely make its money back in and of itself. And I'm very much in that ballpark of like, spend really big money up front, but just keep it, take care of it and keep it for a very long time with just pretty much everything in my life. Oh. No, that's a great way to put it. My parents have said the same things to us recently, actually. So it's, it's, I, it's almost like, oh, sorry, what were you saying? Oh, nothing, nothing. It's almost like that idea of just like, if you, I don't know, kind of like those, is it like Gucci purses or maybe that's not the best example, but just like something very quality that lasts a long time if you take good care of it. And then, yeah, you don't have to buy like a cheaper one every year or something, you know? That's a very good way to put it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I... I appreciate that one actually. The Gucci purse just one. In general. Well, not so much Gucci yeah. purses. I'm not a designer purse person at all. But like, I don't know. Like in terms of like say jeans. Mm. Like Use jeans all the time. clothing. Um jackets. You know jackets. Yes. Like a winter coat's a good one. If you buy a cheap winter coat from you know, Dollar General or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's probably not going to last you more than a year. Right. Like, before it just falls apart and disintegrates in the snow. But if you go buy, like, a nice North Face jacket, that's going to last you quite a few years. Right. Before disintegrating. I actually used to have this conversation with customers every single day when I was working um, for selling cell phones. Because a lot of people would be like, I use my phone every day for everything, for family, for work, for ev like list everything. And I only want to spend $100 and get a phone. And I'm like, something that is so crucial and important to your life, I would recommend getting a really like, not maybe not the $1,000 one, maybe like five six seven hundred dollars get a really good one and just keep it for five years and then you make your money back and some you know and you'll have a good experience in the in the meantime exactly exactly no that makes all the sense in the world i don't know how we started talking about gucci purses and and <laughs> went down that road but this streaming is equipment we streaming went from equipment. streaming equipment that you spend money on to gucci purses and cell phones yes yes and winter coats see that's the best part about doing the podcast and everything is i literally have no idea where our conversations take us it's just endless roads of opportunity for conversations i love it like this time is flying by and i realize this is like the first time we've really ever talked to each other like one-on-one yes. -on -one, not like through a stream and a chat like the occasional Mario Kart would happen, but that's like different because it's like a bunch of people. Right. But this is like so fun. Like it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation, face-to-face, 
face to face right isn't it so different having conversations like in real time like this versus like a simple i've always felt like with streaming when somebody sends like a sentence of a chat message like i went i had a barbecue over the weekend how was your weekend like something very basic it's almost like your brain has to take that and just make paragraphs out of it you know just like make conversation out of a simple sentence which is no easy task for everybody listening but it's not an easy task it's almost like journaling for your brain at least that's how i felt is like something someone hmm. says something and i'm like i don't know what to say to that but my brain is saying this all of a sudden we're talking about this okay we're going down over here wow that's a weird where are we going with this conversation and it just kind of comes <laughs> out with a little bit of that filter of course right of course gotta have a filter <laughs> but um yeah and i feel like streaming is also hard because especially like a video game stream you you might do something in a game like let's say you kill a boss and then like you see someone's message like a few minutes later because it's all delayed of course yeah. and you're just like Oh, was that person saying good job for like, I don't, I don't what did I do? I, I'm just right. walking through a p pathway. Like, I, I don't know what's good job. Right. Like, I feel like that's difficult that you just kind of, you forget what you were talking about with that person. Cause so much happened in a span of a few minutes that you just kind of forget. You usually find with your streams, like, do you try to, cause I've, I've noticed recently with my streams, a lot of times if I go into a boss battle, uh, I'll like read off one sentence and then focus a hundred percent on the boss battle. And then when I come back wherever it currently is, I kind of keep going from there. Like I, I try not to go back in and be like, what, what were we talking about here while I was fighting the boss? I don't know. We'll just move on from here forward. Do you kind of feel that way? Yeah, for the most part. And sometimes, <coughs> excuse me. Sometimes I'm really bad about like, I really like chatting with people and talking yeah. to people on stream. And like, I'll be in the middle of like an important boss battle in say Kingdom Hearts or something. And I just find myself like trying to glance over the whole time. And yes. then I die yes. 20 times because I'm just like, crap, I shouldn't pay attention. Oh crap, something just killed me. Oh no. Yes. Like I shouldn't have been looking at chat, I suppose. And music streams are the same way in that after every single song, like, cause I can't really read chat while I'm playing so much. Right. And the times that I do, it's usually disastrous. I think there's a clip of me from last Tuesday just laughing for like five straight minutes because someone said something funny in the middle of a song and then I couldn't finish the song and was just laughing forever. Um, but yeah, no, I do try after like every song to like quickly catch up. Like I don't read everything out loud maybe, but like I'll just quickly skim through to make sure there was nothing important. Cause I want everyone to make sure they feel heard and yes. you know get to get to talk and stuff i saw probably one of the best twitch clips i've ever seen in my life earlier today on twitter where um Je i don't know if you know who general chaos is but he does um name, yeah yeah he does a lot of like acoustic guitar stuff um he's a mm -hmm. great streamer he's really like great positive community but he was playing resident evil very scary game and he has like these scare mm -hmm. scream alerts like bit like give 300 bits and it's like the ah scream sound oh i knew those very well yes so he swapped over to playing acoustic guitar and is just jamming and singing and like having a good time and somebody redeemed one of the scream and it, it was like the best thing he like freaked out like <laughs> yes yes oh so god good. yeah 
I, I have also forgotten to turn those alerts off occasionally while I'm playing music, and it's never a fun time. <laughs> those are the real scares, like the real ones. Oh, gosh. And then there was the one time I did stream um, our workout because I didn't stream like the night before. So Sleepy and I just switched nights and I streamed it on my channel and I forgot to turn the alerts off. And I think I was like walking in our garage and it went off and I just jumped and like fell down oh, and screamed. No. And it was delayed. Like, I don't know what happened. Like it went off and then like my brain took a half second to figure out what happened. And then I jumped and screamed. I'm just like, what is wrong with me? What is oh, wrong? No. It's so terrible because <laughs> they're, they're like so delayed. There was one during, I can't remember what boss it was in Dark Souls 1 when I was playing it. And I was so close. I was like two health points away from taking down a boss and somebody played the like victory bit thing, the da 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 and then I died. <laughs> Oh no! And I didn't even do it. I'm like, oh no! And they're like, oh, I totally jinxed it. I'm like, you so did. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny though. But it's, it's those fun moments on Twitch. I feel like that are so unique to streaming, so unique to Twitch. That it's just it's those clippable chunks of moments that are so so fun. You know, that connect everybody, and we all get laughs. Oh yeah. And, it, it takes people out of lurking just to kind of throw the laughing faces and stuff and it's 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 it really is like an escape right it is 100 percent. like i genuinely do look forward to streaming on the days that i actually have time and get to stream and it's just it's like a good stress relief for sure especially the music like we said that's a good stress reliever yeah yeah what would you do if you got if you're like playing music streams and everything and then all of a sudden you got like a crazy huge raid like have you so that has happened once that like a big raid it was actually by the amazing marvelous super Mergentroid. oh hell yeah and during one of my uh afternoon friday streams and I don't remember how many people it was, but it's the most I've ever had at one time. It was like 130 something or 120 something. I don't remember. Super cool but, um, is shows big love. They do. And I think, I think you had raided me earlier that day as well. It was like a crazy day of raids. So like I already had like people from your stream and then super raided me and it was overwhelming and I didn't have a mod there. There was no mod. Oh, no. I was like, what do I, what do I do? And I right. was just speechless. And I just sat there. I was like, hi everyone. And like super awkward. And I like was trying not to like faint or like throw up or something ridiculous because oh I was just goodness. nervous and like overwhelmed with all the people. And then, um, my mom was cute though. Cause my mom was watching that day and she had requested a song, <laughs> an older country song called one small miracle. And that's when the raid happened. And she like texted me, she's like, oh, Daisy, isn't it so cute that I requested one small miracle and then you have this big miracle raid. Uh, I was like, you mom, you're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's awesome. Super Mergentroid is, is an, a, a beast, a, an amazing powerhouse of positivity. Um, oh my gosh. Like, he's been one of my favorite I, streamers I've met within probably like I, all of Twitch. I love watching him and Mrs. Super. Like, they're so incredibly funny. Like, Twitch couple goals right there. Like, amazing. They are so amazing. fun. I mean, but like, the I, I just want to go to dinner with sleepy. them. 
I mean, yeah, we're, we're cool too, I guess. But <laughs> like, I genuinely would love to like go to dinner with them and just see what the, their dynamic with like their family and stuff is like probably so much fun. That house has to be so loud right. in the best way possible. So much energy, like super always has so, so, so much energy. Um, when you usually stream, do you have any like coffee or like kind of anything to oomph you up a little bit? No, 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 <laughs> no. Like since I stream at night, usually on weekdays, um, like for music streams, my thing is I'll have a very hot cup of like lemon honey tea for Ooh, my super voice. Good. Yeah. Um, and then otherwise I try to stick to water most of the time, unless it's like a special trashed bandicoot stream or something of that nature. Trash then, bandicoot. Obviously we might have other fun beverages at hand. So actually in that regard, I do need to oh, ask God. a question. So I have a community challenge point thing that got fully redeemed for playing Crash Bandicoot. Did it get fully redeemed? It got fully redeemed. So this, I put a bunch of points towards that. So yes. This Saturday, I'm going to be playing it for six hours. Any advice? I've never really played Crash Bandicoot before, but it looks insanely difficult. It is. Um, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, it's one of those games that you don't understand why it's so hard. It's just a platformer. But that yeah. game will, like, chew you up and spit you out. Um, my advice would be do not drink for every death. Ooh. That was a mistake every time. <laughs> um and I, I would say just be patient. Like watch the patterns. Mm. Like everything is a pattern. Just be patient and watch. And um look for the shadow. Look for the shadow. shadow. Okay, okay. Yes. Which one's the best between Crash Bandicoot? Because there's four, right? One, there's two, three. Four. Four. Which one's the best one in your opinion? So I, I'm only on the second one. I have not made it to the third yet because I only play it drunk. <laughs> I imagine that could take some time to get through it. Yes. And I don't do those streams often either. Like those are like usually a community like prize per se. And um, I, I was going to after the last couple where you know i was a hot mess the next day all day yeah. uh, I, i've kind of taken a break from the drinking streams for a while like i i don't want to be completely useless this following day yeah i i've i've i don't know i, f I feel like how do people function when they're drunk on stream because like when i'm streaming I I, i'm like my brain is going a million miles an hour keeping up with everything and if it's like drunk i'm just like i don't how do, how do y'all do that I've watched clips and my VODs, and I don't remember most of what I'm doing or saying. Mm. Like, yeah, I, of... I pretty much just don't function. I just don't. You're like sleepy and rye, man. You got this. I'm going to be enjoying my drinks. <laughs> Well, I think it was last time Ryman staged a coup on my stream while I was super drunk and was like changing the stream title and changing a bunch of things and adding all these commands about Jaffa cakes and pizza or cookies or something. Um, Have you had Jaffa yeah, cakes? I don't really remember any of that. So, Have you had Jaffa cakes by any chance? I have not yet. I need Ooh. to find them. I hear they're on Amazon. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. We had a retro reaper sent us like a little Christmas package from the UK that had them, Aww. which was super, super sweet. 
Um, they were it's adorable. They were okay. I I might say they're okay, overhyped. Guys. I might say they're overhyped. Oh, the whole comment section is going to be blown up now. Like, how dare you, Seth? Yeah, I mean, we're we're hitting all the controversial points tonight. Like, no ocarina of time for me. No Jaffa cakes for Zeph. So many face bombs. So many face bombs. So many. <laughs> I mean, at least you know who Princess Daisy is now for Mario. Yes. Oh my goodness. It, it was one of those like tip, it was on the tip of my tongue. I swear. I swear. Literally, uh -huh. what's so funny literally what i was doing so for anybody that doesn't know i was doing a tier maker on i think it was best mario kart characters i think it was mario kart, it was yeah. mario kart characters and i just had a brain fart moment i'm like who is this character and everybody was like that's princess daisy and i told fortune i'm like For nobody rat me out to pajama princess daisy because if she finds us out i'm going to be roasted alive well, then I came in and I was like, why is Princess Daisy D tier? What is this? Because I didn't and know. And everyone started were... ratting you out. Yes, yes, yes. Fortune uh, immediately ratted you out. That's why Fortune's the best, though. Fortune is the best. Much love to Fortune. Honestly, like, it's, I feel like I have so many people on Twitch who are almost like those friends who, like, poke fun at you, but in the best way, you know? Oh, those yeah. are the best oh, friends. Oh, yeah, no. We all poke fun out of love. We hope yes. you know that. Yes. It's like the difference between are people laughing at me versus I'm laughing with everyone kind of kind of mentality, you know? I will be the first person to laugh at myself. Like, I do not take myself seriously whatsoever. I take what I do seriously. I take streaming seriously and all that. But like, I... Zeph the person, I will be the first one to laugh at myself all day. <laughs> oh, same. Same. If you can't laugh at yourself, then I mean, what are we hey, really doing? Right, right. Life's too short to just be a butthead all the time, right? Right. Agreed. Don't uh, be a butthead. Don't be a butthead. Um, don't be. Another kind of like on the streaming side related question I, I wanted to ask you, do you have a particular favorite channel point redemption that you've seen from your stream or from any other stream? Like a particular favorite channel point redemption? I love your ukulele jams. <laughs> um, trying to think. There was one that... Um, so a good streamer friend of mine, this one's always really funny, and it, she always gets raided when it happens. She has two. She has put on, like, this fuzzy hat, and it's, like, this red, tall, like, reminds you of the Lorax-type fuzzy hat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she has, like, just a pair of, like, you know, cheap sunglasses, like, you know, the Ray-Ban style sunglasses, like, that are reflective. Yeah. And those get redeemed all the time. And it seems like every time she has both of those on and just looks like a complete weirdo. Love you, KG. Um, she gets raided, like, a big raid. Like, she's gotten raided by this guy um, who does stocks on Twitch. Like, I didn't realize this was such a big thing, but there's, like, a bunch of people who have, like, thousands of people watching them trade stocks. You day trading, yeah. Yeah, it's insane and kind of cool. But um, never fails that this guy with, like, 800 viewers will raid her when she's got, like, this hat and sunglasses on. <laughs> and I think we've all just gotten to the point where we hope it happens, so we're just constantly redeeming the hat and sunglasses at nice. this point. But she is an amazing musician as well and streamer. And that's probably one of my favorite redemptions I've seen. <laughs> nice. So those ones that kind of dress 
dress up i know um we we're talking about her earlier hand elf she does stuff like that where she'll have like mm -hmm. the cute hats or the the cool like ears and everything those are super fun yeah they are again not are. taking yourself seriously right just having fun exactly with yeah I, I mean no one has redeemed it yet on my channel but i do have for like an obscene amount of channel points that i will do whatever I'm doing and go put on the piglet onesie with the phallic nose on top. <laughs> no one's redeemed it yet, thankfully. I'm dreading the day. Right, man. Right, man. Like I'm stocking my points up. He doesn't even have to. He could just redeem it and give his points back. He's a mod. Oh, he thought that would be so. Right, man. Like, ooh, big brain moment happening. That'd be the way to go. I may or may not have done that in Sleepy's channel a couple times, actually. Oh, Sleepy's like, give me my points back. No, I redeemed for his partner to do burpees, and he did a terrible job at burpees. I was not satisfied with my channel point purchase, <laughs> so I gave him back to myself. Oh my god, yes, yes, that's kind of awesome. You, there actually isn't anything like that for people who redeem channel points. I wonder, unless you're a mod, right? That's so, that's so yeah. brilliant. It's like credit right. card for channel points for Twitch. Right? I like it. I'm going to remember that one. Um, <laughs> here's one. What is one myth about streaming on Twitch that you would like to debunk? <laughs> um, well, I can't say it's really a myth because it happened, but I was going to say, I think when I first started, I was super concerned that, you know, creepy guys were going to stalk me, find out where I lived and come and try and like steal me in the middle of the night or something crazy. That doesn't really happen. Like, I do know a couple people who's like had their identities like figured out and stolen, which is kind of mm, scary. Yeah. Like their credit card got hacked because like someone found out their name on Twitch which they weren't hiding it. Like they were using their name and everything and they, they found all their credit card information and started like stalking them on other platforms. And like, that was kind of creepy, but I, I think I was a lot more concerned with like being stalked and like having random guys show up to my house than really was a problem. <laughs> Maybe I was just a little bit full of myself when I started, but yeah, that doesn't typically happen. I actually felt the almost kind of similar way when I first started streaming about like trolls and negative people that I felt like when I went live, there's going to be a lot of people just coming in to just, just be a jerk and say mean negative things. But, and that does happen occasionally, but it's like 99% of people are really cool, are really friendly. Most people, sometimes you'll have some heated discussions going on, but I, I don't mind heated discussions. I like if there's like actual good exchanges of conversation kind of back and forth. I'm usually pretty okay with it, but like, yeah, 99% of people on Twitch are just great, great. They're just there for a good time, conversations to make friends. So yeah, I'm kind of in a similar regard, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. And I feel like, um, like in the aspect of trolls, I feel like that's even gotten a lot better. Um, I feel like there were a lot of trolls when I first started and people just coming in being mean and, and, and creepy. There are definitely some creepy guys. There still are some creepy guys who, hey, baby, how are you? And I'm just like, please don't call me baby. I am not a yeah. baby. I am a full grown ass adult. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> 
but like I feel like it's gone down a lot the past like year or so. Uh, you just Maybe need Twitch has gotten better with it. Just need like sleepy to like walk in behind you and be like, hey baby. Just back like flexing on them. So I feel like there have definitely been a couple times where like someone has been totally hitting on me. And a lot of times I'm very naive. I'm just like, no, they're just being friendly. Right. They're not hitting on me. And then Sleepy will come in and like flex his muscles. And then he starts getting hit on by that person. I'm just like, oh, uh, what just happened here? I mean, Sleepy's muscles are a real thing. I'll be, I'm being honest. They are real. I can confirm. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, no, Sleepy gets hit on in my channel more than I do now, so it's cool. It's the hair. It's the hair on it's Sleepy. The, the hair. Yes, <laughs> absolutely the hair. Oh God, I love Sleepy. I love Sleepy. He's my favorite. He's awesome. Um, so a couple final questions to kind of wrap up because I know we're kind of closing in on that two hour mark and I don't want to keep it too long because I know we got work early in the morning the 5 a.m. life oh, um, yeah we'll be lucky if I wake up at six let's be real I aim for five the reality is usually 6 30. yeah I, I always wake up it's so funny because I like always wake up at like 5 30 5 45 ish and even if I'm sleeping in on the weekend my brain just activates at that time and it's just like oh I can't go back to bed I'm just already up yeah. yeah no i'm the same way yeah but i think that's actually healthy to like it's it's better to not sleep in very much it's it's good to have to wake up at right around the same time every single day at least from a health perspective from from what i understand yeah and i get to in that routine like it doesn't disrupt your routine every weekend right right um so what is a question that i missed that you would have asked yourself, Pajama Princess Daisy. Oh gosh. Oh, I have, I have no idea. Uh, um, uh, so, so much pressure. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe like what my dream job would be or something. Ooh. What would your dream job be? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> So, if I could have my dream job, so I would love to be a, like a project manager for like either social media marketing or like, you know, a social media marketer in general for like a big company uh, or I, I would love to be a musician and a singer, but that's just like not the reality of things. Or I would also enjoy... Um, being like a project manager for like a creative team that does like videos and content creation. Cause I really do love the content creation aspect of Twitch and I love doing the social media aspect of Twitch. So I feel like if I could do a project management, cause that's what I do anyway for a job. Like, I feel like I'd be really good at that and I would enjoy it more than what I'm doing now as a project manager for software development. Cause that's not really interesting or fun. Do you do, do you have any like coding experience or any like software programming experience? Not really. Like a, a couple years back, I did like some online free like coding courses and stuff. So like, I know some basics, but like nothing useful really enough to like have a conversation with people about at least oh yeah 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 because my entire team is basically software engineers and developers so gotcha, gotcha. I, I pretty much got to know a little bit to get by wifey and i have been talking recently about she's she 
not all of it, but she has coded a lot of her own website for her business. Really? Yeah, That's so cool. Like, I swear, every time I'm looking over at the computer, she's like diving into Shopify's code and just like deleting here and adding here. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, I I would explain it to you, but you won't get it. So I'm like, well, That's okay. so cool. She's, she's pretty, she's intrigued with kind of going that software development, like coding route. So yeah, it's, it's really cool. I feel like that's such a good job nowadays. It's like such a safe, good, so much potential. I mean, learning to code is like the, the language of the 21st century, pretty much. Pretty much. And you guys live in an excellent area of the country, I must say, <laughs> if she wanted to get into software development and coding. Um, cause I have two really good friends who now live in the Seattle Redmond area, I think okay, yeah. for, let's see, Facebook and Microsoft. Yep. Yep. Um, isn't Apple up there somewhere too? Is there an Apple? Uh, there probably is. I think Apple's like based in Cupertino, California, but like there's probably, yeah, I think Facebook is based around there in California as well, but I'm sure they have like mini headquarters scattered throughout everywhere. So. Yeah, my friend just moved to Seattle or Redmond, whatever that area is, yeah. uh, for Facebook specifically. So I know they have at least a big hub there. Yeah, there's. And there's, I'm very jealous. We we kind of live around, um, like in the Portlandish area, and Nike is based mm -hmm. around here. So there's like a big Nike following oh. here. It's pretty pretty interesting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's. I didn't realize Nike was up that way. It's gorgeous up here. Uh, like I've never really looked at it for like the job kind of perspective, but just like from a, a beauty aspect from it's West Coast is interesting. It's a cool place. I'm a fan. But we know East, I do like the West Coast. East, what is it? West Coast is the best coast. East Coast is the beast coast. East Coast. Uh, beast Coast. Beast Coast. I love it. I, I we heard I talked really did talk about possibly moving to the east coast because we have family that are in like florida and new york area we're just like Ooh. like we're just like i don't i don't know where we'd want to move maybe like south carolina like south carolina and north carolina i think it's north they're Car really one, nice one of the carolinas they're beautiful there i like south carolina because you've got some really good beaches if you like the beach yeah we're actually gonna go to the beach here in like two days Bring the pups. Ooh, gonna be that's freezing exciting. cold. But I was gonna say like your it. beaches aren't like our beaches, are they? They're not. They're not. They're, they are freezing ice cold. They're beautiful to look at, but like you get your toes in the water, and that's pretty much about it. <laughs> Is it the ocean where you're going? Yeah, we're gonna go to um, okay. like the Oregon coast. Kind of let the pups Ooh. out, run around. Oh, do they like to swim? Uh, Layla is like the most water obsessed dog I've ever met in my life. She, there's been so many, there's been a couple times we, we have to like really go out and find her in the water. She, she, she really goes swimming and we got to keep an extra eye on her. Um, oh, she's, she, she, she's, Wait, so which one of you goes in the water when it's freezing cold? I do. Cause I don't mind getting in the water. It's cold, but like I'll, I'll run in after her. Um, she doesn't swim that far, but like we, we always have an eye on her when she's in the ocean. Um, Booker, he's a baby. He always loves to kind of be right around us. He's Booker. a mama's. He's like a total mama's boy. It's so cute. Um, and Ellie. Tell Dexter is. Yeah, Ellie over there. She she'll like whine if she gets cold. Like she'll kind of get in the oh. water and be like, I'm cold, and just kind of start whimpering. And I'm like, you're such a baby, but you're so cute. <laughs> Ellie, poor baby. She's a cutie. They're all, isn't it? I, 
I love animals because they're all so different. They all, even if they oh, yeah. grow up with each other, like are with each other every day, they have such different personalities. Oh yeah, no, Dexter's one million percent a mama's boy, and just if I'm not around, like he's the saddest dog in the world. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, our neighbors kept him while we were in Nashville, and last time they kept him for us in September, um, they said pretty much he laid by their front door and just looked out the window the whole time, and didn't eat anything for like right. a week. Like he ate like two meals, she said. And this time he was a little bit better. Like he slept on the landing in between all of their rooms oh. and like laid in bed with like their daughter the one night and like ate maybe two meals this time. <laughs> and I was like, all right, that's improvement. But they said like, he's just so sad <laughs> with that help me there. It's like, this... he's a good boy. They're the best. They really are. They're like, so the, just the amount of anxiety they help relieve the depression, the like, is there a better feeling than coming home from a bad day at work and just Dexter's right there at the door like, Daisy Mama, I'm so excited to see you. And you're like, oh, I love you so much. It best. makes me literally so happy some days. Like, even yesterday we got home from traveling and like, I was just so happy to see him. And he was like whimpering out of excitement and it was so cute. And I was just so happy. That, like the rest of the night we were pretty much attached to the hip like yeah we did not leave each other's side it was great there's been a couple days i've came home from bad days at work and just like lay on the ground and just let them like trample on me i'm like give me the love i need it today <laughs> it's the best feeling in the world Damn. i keep telling sleepy i would give him more love and affection if he greeted me at the door like dexter greets me at the door <laughs> wife 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 you're home <laughs> I keep telling him, like, I would do lots of things if and be so happy if he did that. He hasn't done it yet. See, like, Daisy's home. Mm. Yeah, he usually just kind of, well, I get home before hey. him a lot of times. Uh, and every now and then I'll try to, like, greet him like Dexter greets me. And he's just like, please stop. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. But that's good. The, the yin and yang, right, of the relationship? Oh, yeah. I feel that with with wifey quite a bit from time to time um kind of flipping off of the last question i asked you is there any questions you have for myself um that maybe you didn't get a chance to ask out of curiosity i am curious actually and i don't I, i've been watching the other podcasts like so i didn't you know repeat too much or anything um but has anyone asked like how it's going since you quit your job and have been a full-time content creator it's been it's it's been a whole range of emotions honestly it's been a lot of like a lot of anxiousness a lot of um nervousness a lot of just kind of like looking out in the open world and just like i can do anything and that's so exciting but i guess i never realized how i don't know it, like i almost feel like there's not as much of a direction you know anymore so it's it's very wide open to endless possibilities and I'm still in that phase of trying to carve out like which direction of the road I'm going. Um, mm -hmm. So a little bit of that's been very interesting kind of to take in, but I feel like it, I've been consuming a lot of content from like a lot of additional streamers and podcasters and, and YouTubers and stuff. I'm starting to like formulate where I'm going with it. Um, but it's been really exciting, honestly. You know, it's it's been incredible having 
such support on Twitch and, and even growing on YouTube now with like some of the podcast episodes and stuff. And, and I feel like starting podcasting and, and conversating with a lot of my friends on Twitch has just taken Twitch itself to like new heights that I could have never imagined before. Like to actually be able to really talk about how you're doing, how your day's going, your, your stream journey, everything is like way better to do it this way than it is in a simple like Twitch chat um yeah it's been it's been it's been a roller coaster of emotion experiences so far i'll say but i definitely feel i told myself i wanted to give myself at least six six to twelve really strong months of devoting to this to kind of see where the oh, path nice. goes um because i think it was good i told myself if i'm gonna jump and do this i want to have a goal like we talked about mm -hmm. earlier and i want to have like a date like if it doesn't happen by this day, I need to really look myself in the mirror and reevaluate how much further I'm going to go with it, you know? Um, yeah. And I, I think, I mean, things have been kind of going in a good direction so far. So it's, it's, it's a whole lot of emotions, I'll say. <laughs> oh, I could imagine. Like, that's so scary. And I think it's admirable to, like, go for your dream, essentially. Like, I would love to quit my job and just, like, you know try and be a musician or try to be a content creator but yeah no no i, I need a lot more stability than yeah. that right now <laughs> and, and and i think like i mean everybody i'm not saying when i quit my job that's the right time for everybody because everybody's situation is different but we had mm -hmm. we had certain cards in our hand we had certain advantages in our life that kind of like if one income were to drop off and we kind of had this like more of a past like lighter income and kind of hope with the intention of growing it down the road um we were in a position where we were able to kind of take that risk and kind of nice it's like a risk versus reward type of situation and mm -hmm. um it's it's the amount of support i've gotten from wifey has just been truly outstanding like she's really the, the rock which like holds it all together and she's amazing she's a, an amazing friend amazing partner um I, none of this would be possible without her without you without all of us together it's it's i have so much to be thankful for really and i try to remind myself Aww. that every day that's so sweet <laughs> sorry that Adorable. was kind of a an indulgent answer maybe a little bit but i felt like it was it came from the heart i felt like it was pretty true so no i was super curious i was super curious and like can i ask like what you do all day like with your time now like it's so much time for activities like right, right. how do you fill your day yeah so um I, I have been streaming longer than usual than i used to in the past so before it would i would always stream right before work if i was opening so sometimes the stream would only be an hour to two hours long and now i'm kind of pushing in that three to four hour range um which i'm really excited about we're kind of getting deeper into the games doing more in it which i'm really excited about also streaming longer I'm, I'm meeting more people in that like 10 to 11 a.m pacific standard time range that i didn't normally meet before so it's kind of like carving out an additional audience that i didn't really get to talk much to before um but a lot of times after streaming i do a lot of like editing so most of my time is spent in like right. premiere pro editing stuff for like like TikTok clips which i have quite a few of <laughs> which yeah well, well TikTok is its own kind of beast um but it's it's very much kind of looking at all the social medias like instagram and TikTok and twitter and twitch and youtube and kind of finding what content goes where in like a puzzle kind of way 
like because mm -hmm. content that works on twitter isn't going to necessarily work on TikTok, or twitch isn't going to oh. work on uh you know like instagram for example so it's kind of a making unique content for those platforms and trying to help figure out the algorithm to push it in the right way um so a lot of that um been, been reading more too as well and listening to a lot of podcasts oh, as well nice. so it's it's been it's interesting it's a lot of creative editing streaming stuff in the morning side and then more towards like evening time it's a lot of like more personal development i'd say oh cool that sounds like a great use of time honestly <laughs> like i'm kind of jealous that i have to go to work tomorrow <laughs> I, I feel like for me to make this happen or anybody that is interested in kind of taking that leap of faith i feel like having productivity and time management is so critically important and and maybe not even leaving your job just like in life in general if there's truly one thing to develop having that time management and that self-discipline and that self-responsibility is something that you can just never have enough of i think i think that's very well said um so i guess uh, two last questions i want to ask you before we wrap up pajama princess daisy what does streaming mean to you Ooh, um, I would say it means getting to talk to people who have become very dear to me in life. Like, I, I don't do it for money. I don't do it to try and become Twitch partner or anything like that. I literally do it so I get to talk and interact with all you amazing people. And that sounds cheesy how I just said it, but it's the truth. It's literally the truth. The friendships, the communities, the relationships. The friendships, the connections, the the Twitch family. It's also cool too, because like so many of these people from around the world, we probably wouldn't have met them unless we had this platform, mm -hmm. right? Like people from Australia or Japan or just anywhere. It's like, I, I don't know if I would have ever met so many people from around the world unless we, mm -hmm. unless we streamed, right? Right. Yeah. Like not really any other reason to interact with someone from a different country usually. Um, but then, you know, finding someone that you can connect with on a really personal level, just over something as simple as you like the same game as them. And then you start a conversation about, you know, why this game is so great. It's amazing. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. Um, very last question for you daisy to wrap up the podcast where can our viewers and listeners connect with you online so i have a twitter at pj princess daisy i've got an instagram at pj underscore princess daisy i've got a youtube that you can find me at, at pajama princess daisy and of course i am on twitch at Pajama Princess Daisy, guaranteed some smiles. <laughs> and of course, all of those will be linked down in the description below so you can very easily find them. Um, Daisy, it has truly been an honor having you on the podcast. Thank you incredibly much for your time. Thank you so much. It has been an honor to be here. Thank you for asking me. I was like so excited and I was like, Sleepy, guess what? Zeph asked me to be on the cast. He's like, that's really cool. Congratulations. Being the the blunt, non-excitable <laughs> Sleepy he is. I'm sure he's very excited in his heart. 
I'm sure he is. You know, he's probably sleeping right now. <laughs> Sleepy, sleeping. It'd be perfect. Mm -hmm. um, but thank you all so much for watching and listening to this week's episode of the Zephcast. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to smash that beautiful like button for the YouTube algorithm. It really does help the channel out a lot. And if you want to see more of your favorite content creators, streamers, and podcasters in the future, consider subscribing. It's absolutely free to do so, and we'll be having even more content coming up soon. Thank you again so much for watching. Zephyr's XP, Pajama Princess Daisy. Much love, friends. Have an amazing rest of your night, and I will see you all in the next one.